Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hey, guys. It's Lyle. I just wanted to give a quick heads up about a couple of things before we get into the episode. Uh, the first thing is that I have a new schedule of how I'm going to be doing the podcast. I believe what we're going to start doing is posting twice a week with shorter episodes. Ideally, we're going to be doing one a week where it's just me and then one a week where it's the guest. So that's twice a week, one just me, one with the guest. In the event that there, I don't have a guest booked that week, uh, it'll just be two shorter episodes that are just me. So think, you know, two, one hours, 45 minutes, hour and a half, whatever it is. But I just want to let you guys know that, that moving forward, there will be more Gek content available for your ears. If you've already listened to all of the back catalog. You know, I do this podcast out of my stream and I stream for about two hours twice a week. And ideally my schedule is just going to be, I'm going to take those streams and I'm going to cut each one down and put each of them up as a podcast each week. And we will have more audio gecko words from my mouth and the caller's mouths and the guest mouths and everyone's mouths all coming together to spit words and sentences into your ears. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is I want to introduce the guest for this evening because it's a very, very special episode, and I'll tell you guys why. My guest for this episode is Dr. Drew Pinsky. So the reason why this is so friggin' cool is that Dr. Drew Pinsky, uh, along with Adam Carolla, was the host of a very popular old-school radio call-in show called Loveline, which has been going on since, like, 1984, and it was it was huge in the 90s and the, and the early 2000s. And it was kind of like well, the, the, the show basically was uh, Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla doing essentially the same thing that I do on this show, where they take inquiries from callers about various subject matter relating to various topics. And it, this episode was so cool because Dr. Drew, first of all, is a actual board certified 
doctor who has actual knowledge, decades of knowledge, to draw from when he's taking these calls. And he's just been in radio and TV and podcasting for 30 years. And this episode was really cool because I, I feel like Therapy Gecko, in a way, is like a spiritual successor to a lot of what Dr. Drew was doing on Loveline. Uh, except he was doing it as a actual certified medicine guy, and I, I'm I'm doing it, you know, as a gecko. So it was just very cool to to hear him give these callers very well thought out responses to their questions. And and you know, we took calls on this podcast that I wouldn't normally take because some some of them were a little heavy, and I typically try to stray away from from heavy stuff and uh it's interesting because a lot of the time what i do on this show is like i'll just talk to people like through whatever it is that that they've got going on whereas uh dr drew he has like actual answers to people's inquiries that he he can give via all this information that he has in his head as an actual doctor. So thank you again to Dr. Drew Pinsky for coming. For those of you who don't know who he is, I'm uh, happy for this podcast to be your first introduction to him. And let's get into it. Dr. Drew. Yeah, buddy. How you feeling? Odd. Odd. Tell me more. Well, uh, one part of me feels like I'm breathing in asbestos because mm-hmm. of the mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, another part feels like uh, this is so comfortable that I want to go to sleep right now, it's like mm-hmm. pajamas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, there's humiliation, mm-hmm. certain a certain amount of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, happy to be here. Beautiful. And it makes um, and and it makes me look like my posture is bad. Really? Yeah. Look at that. So my posture is no good. Do you? Is this, yours? It looks bad too. It makes us both look like. <laughs> I actually, I, wanted, there, I was I was telling you beforehand. There's a lot of aspects of this that I am afraid, and I'm I'm glad I can talk to you about this because you're a doctor. There's a lot of aspects about this whole thing that I am afraid of how they will, in the future, how you'll be remembered. What will, what will say on your tombstone? Well, like how they'll like affect my health, like uh, oh, the posture. Yeah. Like you said that pa- you said that the paint and stuff like that. You yeah, said that a yeah, like times. the paint. Like yeah. I, I really You're too young done to worry it. about it. But yes, worthy of concern. Okay, worthy because mm-hmm. I, you know, I've 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 been doing it about a year and a half, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how much longer can I go before some skin issues develop. You, the makeup is designed not to hurt you, unless you've got some something in here that I don't, I'm not aware of. Some some silver, some product in there that I should be scared of. Usually, it's not, unless you get this, get this shit from Europe or something. It's a it's a talc based paint. Yeah, oh, I see. Is that, that is that bad? I heard, well, I heard you, bad things. You know, about mostly talc. it's ovarian cancer. So um, I don't know. Geckos are they? They have sex. sex they, they are they hermaphrodite, hermaphroditic, or are they? Come in different sexes. Uh, I, I, I do not have any uh, ovaries. No ovaries. To worry you're probably about, better so. off. You're good. Okay, you should be good. Okay. So, Doctor Joe, I mean, what has been what has been the most persistent thought on your mind lately? Uh, when are we going to get out of all this COVID nonsense? Okay, that's a good one. Uh, when are we going to be sort of returned to normal? And I and I think people, if the Super Bowl is any evidence, see how uncomfortable these chairs are. That the Super Bowl is any evidence. I think uh, people are ready to go. <laughs> people are ready to get out and do things. And you know, here I am sitting in a green outfit. We're doing a thing right now. We're yeah. pretty close to yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about it. Of course, I've had COVID twice and I've been vaccinated. And I'm, I'm about as immune as you can get. Mm-hmm. 
Is there a thing in particular that you want to do that COVID is stopping you from no, doing? No, uh, that's it's funny you would ask that because I kind of have that conversation with myself periodically. It's like, well, what, do you, what is it you want to do that you're not doing? Right. I'd, I'd like to fly on an airplane without a mask. I'd like to do that. Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's just, if you're eating the peanuts, it's like... You, yeah, but they are on you now. You have to put it up between bites. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. So even those... I would like... Here's what I would like. I sure, would, sure. I, my, the other thing I'm preoccupied with is how, how far we are from the science and how the clinical, you know, the, the clinical people have not been involved in guiding this this mess, and mm. that's just been a disaster. So, yeah, I, uh, I I feel like I'm not paying enough attention to good. what's going that's on. Good. I'm just good. If you, you if you can avoid own. all that's going on out there, you'll feel better. You know, I wanted to ask you. Uh, you know, I mean, this is what we're doing, talking to people on the phone and stuff. Yep. I and mean, this is your yep. whole life for thirty yep. years. Yeah. Are you exhausted after thirty years of? No, everyone's because, everything. No, because I I, I love people and yes. I find their problems fascinating. And every time I'm talking to somebody for whom it is important, you know what I mean? That yes. they find it important, so I find it important by by you know by by being compelled by their feeling states. And um, no, and I learn new things even now. I mean, I haven't heard everything. I feel like I've heard everything, but mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. I haven't. And um, I, I get a little troubled when there's no structure to the relationship and somebody sure. backs me into the candy section at the 711 with some crazy questions right right and i feel bad because there's no beginning middle and end and usually the kinds of question they're asking would take to to help them with let's see i'd have like three minutes with them take about seven years mm-hmm. to actually mm-hmm. make a difference mm-hmm. does that happen um, to you a lot you'll get ambushed by people yes. and it'll be like hey yes. i need you right this oh, very constantly. minute in this constantly. candy aisle oh yeah constant and what what is your polite way of is to, I I I feel bad about it every time I yeah. have to say these are these are complex issues this is not you know the Abba Zabba bars are right here this is not right. the right environment for for doing anything but I'll usually make some suggestions you know get you hope you have this kind of doctor and you know, mm-hmm. just some some suggestions and that's that so I mean what do you feel if if somebody comes to you yeah. and you feel like you can't help them I mean I don't know how often that happens. I mean, which means you mean by can't help. I mean, they're going to die. That that happens. People get mm-hmm. certain illnesses that you know happens mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, then you talk about how to die, mm-hmm. how to make it dignified. How do you how do you die dignified? It, it depends on you know what that person's d- desires are, and you know it, it's really trying to get people into acceptance about what the reality is, and uh, it's hard. It's very very hard, and, uh, and oftentimes the family too. Are you really going to go down this path? Uh, the family too can't. People avoid grief. People will do anything to avoid grief. That's probably the most number one problem in mental health. One of the reasons people don't change is in order to change, you have to a certain part of you has to go away or die, and a new part has to emerge. Mm. There's a certain amount of grief that goes on with real growth. Mm. Always, mm. people will do anything not to feel grief. And certainly, when actually somebody you love is dying, then they'll do anything, mm-hmm. and they'll and they'll just won't. They won't deal with reality. They won't accept it, and that can be very problematic. Do you have you taken the time to go through your own acceptance of mortality? Yeah, I've been saying forever uh, that, that COVID should have given us the opportunity to talk about that. People sure. should have really thought about it because, for instance, just something like, "Oh my God, these were, were ner- people in nursing homes are dying." Well, I, I this I, that's terrible. Sure. Don't get me wrong; it's, it is awful, but the average life expectancy for a male after admission to a nursing home is six months. Really? Always. Yeah. And if you need institutional care, meaning people to turn, more than one person to turn you, feed you, wipe your ass, 
you should really be talking to your family about whether you want to ever be in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. I don't. You don't I, ever be in a nursing never. home? Never. I will die quietly at home before just to, to extend my life three months, four months, six months with people having to lift. I just, it sounds, it's just terrible. I would never, I mean, uh, who knows when you get there, of course. Do you, you know, have right? do you have an age you're going for, like you're, a goal in mind? I'd love to get in my mid-80s. Mid-80s. That'd be great. That feels like a good amount of, I, you know, I wouldn't want to do like 100. 90s for men, it's just, <laughs> I mean, I, there is a 90-year-old out there that is amazing. His yeah. name is William Shatner. Mm-hmm. He is amazing. He's ninety. I think he's ninety now. Well, how old is he now? Maybe I'm overdoing it. Help, can you look it up? For, uh, but he's he's up there, and really? he's fantastic. I mean, he inspires you. Um, but you know, he's been to space and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like uh, uh, there is something to being at that age and being so. 90? He's really is yeah. ninety. Isn't that something? He looks damn good oh for ninety. He's, ama- he's he's the loveliest man you ever meet. Yeah. His brain is quicker than mine. And he's curious about everything, and he's got vitality. It just if you, if I can be like that at ninety, I'll I'll go to a hundred. Thank you, that'd be great. I mean, so right now, at how old are you? Sixty three. Sixty three. Do you feel like you're sixty three? You're, you're gonna get there. No, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I've had a rash of little screwed up medical problems lately. Mm-hmm. Prostate cancer, diverticulitis, all kinds of lovely things. I mean, who do you Old go to stuff. when you you're a guy who you know people come to you with their problems? Who do you go to when you have problems? I had therapy for many, many years. Uh, it was the best thing I ever did. It really put, really shaped me up to be a good mental health professional. Uh, and then I have an internist, and I have a radiation therapist, and I have a urologist, and all that stuff. I, you know, we use medical services in my house. Don't worry. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, folks. Uh, Doctor Drew is. Uh, this is the first time we've had an actual licensed physician. Physician. Yep. It, it dressed as a gecko. Which dressed I, as a gecko medical which, person. Which, and speaking of which, yeah, I, sure. I, I, are there any? Um, ethical issues that that this creates for us are we are we uh uh adopting a cultural are we co-opting some cultural or, or is, oh, or, or, oh, or oh, is like, green face a problem oh oh you i thought you meant ethical issues of uh uh well i guess me giving unlicensed whatever that's but. i won't even get I, I, that's too deep for me to even go i'm just sure, wondering if sure. i'm are we offending any geckos I'm, I'm by appropriating the gecko community is is green face an issue well i'm a gecko so i'm and, allowed to do green face and you're also a gecko now which makes you allowed to do green face oh which is interesting so so once you become it you, yes. just, you just are it. There is, you know, the thing about geckos, not a whole lot of gatekeeping in the community. It's very easy maybe, to declare maybe, yourself maybe as Maybe you ought to lead, yeah, they need some more. It'd be, it's because they're afraid. They're afraid to, to declare their gender identity, their sexuality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could be a leader in this. I would I would, I would, would love to speak on yeah. behalf of all That's geckos. That's good. Let's see what happens. That'd be great. Let's see what we got here. Hello, Laura. Hello. Laura, how you doing? It says here that you want to ask about how to trust while you're in love and that you're struggling with trust in your current relationship. You want to tell us more about that? Yeah, dude. Let's let's get into it. Do you have any like questions like building up first? Any questions building up? What? Yeah, like well, to, well uh, like, to like understand kind of like the backstory, like. Well, sure. All right. Why, okay, I'll get to it. Please. All right, I'll get to it. Uh, did you know your dad? Yeah. And did he leave at any point? Oh no. He never abandoned you. No. So your parents are still together. Um. Yeah. 
Yeah. What does the um mean? Twenty-seven years. Okay, and their relation, their relationship. They're is, together. Yeah. And is there any drinking or drug use or anything like that? No, not really. Like they drink like regular old people. Okay. They're and like, and how old? How? <laughs> okay, I got it. And how old are you? They're, I'm twenty-one. And have you had problematic relationships in the past where people violated your trust? Yeah. Okay. For schnizzle. For schnizzle. And is it recent or was it, yeah. uh, or has it been repeatedly one particularly bad one? What's, what's the deal? I was with like a person for like, I'll, let's say like, it was like three to like four years, I'd say. And it was like really bad, like verbally abusive. All right. So I'm not even sure exactly exactly what like gaslighting is, but I guess like. All right. And and did your parents your you parents did you did you have any trauma or abuse when you were growing up? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. These are simple like, questions. He's really not. I'm not. I'm just trying to get the. As you said, what are the questions to kind of frame this thing? Those are the questions. So uh, here's the deal. Uh, you need to get back out there and start rebuilding your trust in other people. I don't know why you got in this essentially domestic abuse situation. Uh, you might want to look at the yeah. look at the cycle of domestic abuse. Just Google that. Uh, you want to read maybe Pia Melody's work about codependency and boundary issues in relationships and people that sabotage relationships, which what you're doing now. I bet in the past you went in too quickly, right? I've only been in two, in two relationships. But did you did you kind of jump into them? Did you did you wear your heart on your sleeve, so to speak? Yes. Yeah. So and now you've gone the other side, which is now you're now you're love avoidant. Now you're love avoidant. You don't trust. You're sabotaging things when they do get close. Go re, go read Pia Melody's literature, okay, and learn about what you're doing. And if you have not, if you really have had a decent, if your parents. Pia Melody. And if you really, you know, have had okay. no trauma and your relationships were good growing up and stuff with your primary, your family of origin, this should be something you can handle. Okay? Yes. All right. Go read those books. Thank you, Laura. I love this music playing. Can the, can the audience hear that music? Oh, yeah, yeah. They can hear that. It's fantastic. Man, you really have been doing this for 30 years. What? Oh no! It just uh, I I you know typically uh uh no you just, you know, oh I've been doing this for thirty yeah, years yeah, oh it's, yeah. it's almost like I know what I'm doing is what you're saying oh uh, yeah almost, totally almost, almost yeah like, yeah um, yeah what, what was that book you told her to read Pia Melody it's actually actually the the classic one I recommend is something called Overcoming Love Addiction mm-hmm. Overcoming Love Addiction she's looking it up right now over <laughs> so you Amazon. so you okay so you've as you said heard almost everything yeah you feel like so so uh, have you heard people give that exact same issue you know i have trust issues you know a thousand times yeah i mean but it's it, i have trust issues is a very vague that's very vague sure, like, like, her, sure. her thing is she she has you know there's very all kinds of ways to frame what, what you know and think about what yeah, she has and but what's suitable for sort of you know transmission and consumption across a when i'm dressed green and, and we're using the internet it, it, it's you know you can't get into deep dynamics about these things, but the basic sure. phenomena uh, can be understood as codependency, boundary issues, love addiction. There's various ways of, of sort of talking about it and thinking about it, and there's some good literature out there about. It. Now, if you can't, if you can't relate, if you can't get back into closeness, people need work, love, and play, right? Mm-hmm. And if they if you can't or you can't function, if you have trouble functioning work, you have trouble 
getting having relationships that's and, and you can't manage it yourself that's when you need therapy hmm. so I mean, a lot of the times, you know, the fact that you're able to just gain so much of a read on people mm-hmm. uh, within pretty quick amount of time. I feel like a lot of people, they feel as though their situation is so complex, so unique that they're like, oh, wait, but I have to tell you this yeah. detail. Oh, wait, but I have to yeah, tell you yeah, this detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and there are – everyone is unique and there are yeah. unique elements to everybody's story. But but in terms of what you can do in a single encounter, yes, you know, all that stuff kind of – so when, when – you know, this thing, when you walk in a room as a physician – yeah. You, you almost can smell what's going on. You you, really? you you know, like in the first, it drives people crazy because why don't you spend more time with me? It's like, I knew a minute 30 in what, mm-hmm. exactly what was going on here mm-hmm. because you've seen it. We've seen everything. There's nothing you haven't seen if, you've, if you're practicing medicine. Mm-hmm. And and then you kind of know what to do and where to start. Now, not necessarily going to be able to solve everything after it's, it's right, the assessment sure. process. And we will, and it will morph and change. We will learn things as we go, which yeah. is why doctors have to follow up and stay on top of things. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of Starting it out and kind of knowing what's going on, that's a pretty quick assess. It's pretty quick to do that. Let's see what else we got here. <clears throat> hey, Chris. Yeah. Uh, Chris, it says here you're not sure what to do with your life. You currently run a shoe business. Mm-hmm. You want to be an actor, and you're not yeah. sure how to make it. And you're tw- mm-hmm. you're 21. Oh man, I don't. man, I, I, this is a, we could have a giant conversation about this because what, what, well, Chris, tell us your story first, but I, I'm, I'm going to bet Chris is going to articulate something that is generationally unique and exceedingly common right now. Mm. Yeah. Not everyone wants to dress up as a gecko and talk on the internet. Not everyone. I know it's hard to imagine. But. Let's see what he has to okay, say. Go ahead, Chris. All right. So I'm pretty much, I'm 21. I get uh, I get paid to run a shoe company called Addicted to Kicks. We buy, sell, trade. We take new and used shoes in. And uh, I've been doing it for like six years at this point since I was like fifteen. Wow. I'm at the point in my life where I just like want to do something else. Good for you. First you know of all, I mean? yeah, I do know what you mean, and good for you for for starting young and taking it seriously and having a essentially a business at the age of late teens. That's it's, incredibly that's impressive. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and is it is the problem? It's not my business. I run it. I get paid to run it. No, I understand, but still, it, it's 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 yeah. you're you're ahead of your peers already. And so the question is: sure. Is the problem that you just have a free floating desire to make a change, and any change will do, or you can't figure out what it is you want to do? I just like don't know what I really want to do. Like for years, I always want to become like an actor or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what kind of actor? Comedy, yeah. drama. What's your What's your preferred genre? Probably comedy. Well, here's the thing about dreams and fantasies. Please, uh, they they have to align with reality. Okay, and, and so one one of the things I've noticed about people in their twenties is they have lots of big ideas that are wonderful, but aren't. Mm-hmm. They don't get started, or they aren't steeped in any reality. I really even know what the what it would be like because they've never done it. Mm-hmm. So if if you're gonna your whole life harbor this desire to have been an actor and be regret whatever else it is you do, that would not be good. Mm-hmm. So the the trick would be sure. to go. Where, where do you live? Does it say over there? No, I didn't say. Yeah. I live in Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. I mean, there's. I'm sure yeah. you know, there's a big school there, and you know, you, there's a you know, there's got to be a big theater community. Go, go. Do some theater and see if you really actually do like it, and do some and do some acting mm-hmm. classes, 
And somebody who really likes that won't want to do anything else. They will just that's all they'll want to do. They're, they'll just be in, and, and that'll be that. And then how I do it, whether I'm successful, won't matter as much as this is what I must do. And uh, find out if you really like it. You, you may not. The reality of it may be far, far, far different than the fantasy. I mean, what made you want to get into this in the first place? It was just like, uh, I like seeing it on TV, like people being other people, you know what I mean? Like you see their personality when they're on like runway, but like on movie, they're Batman, you know what I mean? Like that's interesting to see. Like, so I, I think it would I... be somebody else. Yeah, I think I had a little fantasy like that when I was younger too. And, oh, yeah. and, and my fantasy was, I, I like, I wanted to be, I wanted to be in the fan i wanted to be in the fit in the fun in the film i wanted to be part of what was going sure, on there yeah not yeah. having any idea what was actually going on you know that that to take that one shot of batman just looking past the camera takes 19 guys setting up the lights the, right the, the and you're all, you're out. not in the film you're, you're on you're the in, film set you're not even there you're in the trailer yes and you come out they light you you go back somebody else comes out you go back you realize yeah. you go back you never see the other actors right they're just taking a cross shot at you and uh it's a lot different now it might be something you really really like and be really really fun uh it is kind of fun and exciting to be on these environments and they're creating something fascinating but the I reality think i wanted to be in on the, in the creative process too i think that was part of my fantasy yeah because i still like that part i yeah. still like creating stuff do um, you feel as though you've uh ascertained that goal yeah you know it's it, i'm sorry chris we're gonna we're gonna talk like you're not here for a second it, it, it's um you're good yeah <laughs> um in i've noticed you know, i've talked to a lot of people in oh, yeah. all kinds of entertainment businesses and nobody seems to be doing what they want to do <laughs> Musicians mm. want to be actors. Actors want to be producers. Or want to be rock stars. Producers want to be actors. I'm doing what I want to do. I, I kind of feel like pretty good about what I'm doing, and I, I like it. And it, it, it's it's fully integrates who I am. And that's Chris. That's the goal. Chris, the, the goal is to pull, optimize all the talents you have, and integrate all the parts of you, and then do something with that that is a real expression of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see what you're saying. What do, do you what think? I can do. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I mean, Chris, 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 you know, I mean, yeah, to what you were saying, like, you know, what what are all the different aspects of you? What's important yeah, to yeah. you? I mean, you, what's your like, I mean, I, I kind of feel like I'm doing that. Right. With you, this. This, it has to be because you wouldn't have, yeah. you wouldn't be dressed up in a gecko outfit otherwise. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? It, I, it speaks of, of, of a creative connection to the process. You gotta like it to do this. You're right, into it. Right. You're committed. You're into it. You like it. And, uh, and, and, but you you didn't do it and then not like it. You did it and you probably liked it more. Oh, well, I, I don't yeah. like it. You know, sometimes I mean, everything. You don't like has... talking to me. I know it's a different thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, well, you know, I mean, every every like everything you're going to do has aspects of it that are unpleasant. But you know. right, yeah, I guess. Well, but, then uh, that means you you should. When people say stuff like that, I always think you should have had a, a. What did you do before this? Uh fuck! What did I do before? Oh, I like uh, I produced comedy shows. So you had to do producing, yeah, producing. producing. Yeah, you, you, you got that's Chris. It's also important to have a, had a, a job that was hard, because then you'll appreciate the other things that are more creative and maybe not as arduous. You know, in terms of I'm, you're already running a business, so so I mean you're you're you know you're there kind of. But Chris, go do it. Go do it. God damn it. Yeah. Go do it. Right, Chris. I am. All right. Yeah. Are you moving go, to Hollywood? Yeah. No, don't do a Hollywood yet. Go to yep. go to acting classes. Go to the nearest theater and get in a production. And then go to Hollywood if somebody mm-hmm. says you're good. Put my foot in the water first. Yeah, well, yeah, find out if you like it and then get good at it. You got to build it. I mean, you got to, 
you gotta de- you you gotta develop a, a something a, 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 a some. This is a thing that people miss. You you need skill and wisdom to be to be able to contribute. Yes, you need both. And if you come with neither, it's not going to go very well. Well, skill, Chris, skill is something developed. Yeah. Wisdom is something developed. Now, some people develop it very fast because they're talented. Right, but you got you got to jump in to develop that wisdom, right? Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do things. We'll see you in the pictures, Good luck, Chris. Chris. Can't wait to see what you do. But, but I hear all the time millennials. They don't know. They want to do this. They don't want. They don't know what. To, too many choices. I, it drives me crazy. I, I, I actually, I want to hear more about what you were saying about you know everyone. You feel like uh, their their dreams don't match up with with reality. But do you? But okay. Well, do you feel like dreams and reality? I said two things. I said sure. everyone wants to be doing something other than they're doing. Sure. And, and then I said people have fantasies and dreams that they don't even test in reality. So right. they don't know whether. Well, that's up. like uh, you know, if you're a comedian, you imagine, oh, being a musician must be so great. If you're a musician, oh, being a comedian, yeah. like the grass is always greener always on the other side, whatever yep. You, yep. it is you do. That's right. That's you true. That, that that. But but I think I think sometimes people like go in wanting to be an actor and then become a producer and always harbor this sort of oh I should have uh, what if I had you know and and same thing with musicians they probably saw somebody on TV like Chris and thought oh it'll be fun to be in that. Uh, I'm a loser. I'll learn to play the guitar. Okay, and that's it. <laughs> but you know, when you're when you're talking about like dreams that aren't sustainable with reality, don't you feel like if you're like 19 or 21 yeah. or whatever, yeah. like now's the time to, to, to fuck up? Yes, to go yes. be broke but, on the street, uh, do whatever. You know, and, fuck and, up. And and, and t- but but you're missing. I think you're missing my what I'm trying to emphasize, which sure. is test reality. Yes, don't just stay up in your head <laughs> thinking about how great it's going to be. Go do it mm-hmm. and find out if it's what you like. So we're telling Chris, find out if it's what you like. Find out if it's if you're good at it, and, and if you're not, how how committed are you to get better? Mm-hmm. Just go do it. If you if you're going to be a, declare yourself a writer and never sit down and write a word, that same thing with Chris. He's wanted to be an actor but never been in a production. No, 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 that's not good. Go Let's do talk it. To Ann. Ann. Ann, is that you? Hello. Yes. Oh God. Anne, how you doing? I'm here with Dr. Drew. And it says here you would like to do more anal, but you have a lot of hemorrhoids. Mm. Well, I, it's not it's it's not like a lot, but I've had a history with it in the past to the point where it hinders me from, you know, making the decision to try it. All right. Well. And were you pregnant or anything when you had the hemorrhoids? Oh, no, 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 no. I just shit a lot. You just shit a lot. Is that what you said? I, I mean, I'm being... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like... I, I don't know why, but I shit at least three times a day. All right. The health... Really? That's all right. It, it's no, there's no... There's Is that no, healthy? Yeah. There, there's no shit uh, standard. I thought there totally was. No. No. Yeah. Uh, and so... so, But you, you've never been pregnant, correct? No, no, no. Okay. No. And how old were you when you first started noticing hemorrhoids? Um, I think I was about like nineteen. Okay. Do they bleed? And I'm twenty one now, so Do they bleed? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, bleed. yeah. I mean it was enough I, I went I had to get like like a minor colonoscopy. Not like a whole thing, but I they you had, did you had, you had, the whole thing where they took like a whole camera and everything. Right. That was called a sigmoidoscopy. So <clears throat> all right, oh. and they saw the hemorrhoids and they were internal hemorrhoids, external hemorrhoids, both. You know? it, it, it was external. external. It wasn't that bad. I just right. ate a bunch of fiber and like it kind of went away, but it's a continuous problem. Right. Well, anal is not going to make it better. Okay. And, I know. And uh, if you do it, lots of lube uh, 
And if it hurts, stop. And if it bleeds afterwards, don't do it again. And uh, you might try, you know, some sort of graduated device, something to kind of help, you know, ease things up down there a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you suggesting she practice with a, a, practice. a toy of some kind? Yeah, and, then it like, and, and graduated, like small yeah. or big. Okay, sure. And, and uh, not even yeah. practice so I much got, as... I got a... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You. You got a... I got a... I got a... I got a... You know, like a, a butt plug to try to like ease it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking but about. I hadn't... I hadn't used it in a while because last time I did it... There was like a minor incident, and it hit my boyfriend in the balls. Oh my and god! It was not good. You're the best. Uh, <laughs> well, um, here's to Anne for for courage and fortitude and persistence. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Anne gets the award today. And uh, you know, who, I mean, who's more interested in having anal sex between you and your boyfriend? Well, that's that's. I was going to go down that path. So go ahead, a- a- answer. So. You know, um, it started off as more like him being interested in it. Right. And then, like, the more, you know, things got involved with it, the more I actually, like, started liking it. And I guess, you know, I don't, like, you know, I guess, like, the weird, you know, like, part about it is, I guess, like, I saw this, like, comedy thing, and it was like, you know, I like anal because I shit a lot. And I was like, well... I was like, that kind of would make sense, you know? I, that sounds dumb, but whatever. You, said, you saw a comedy thing, you said, that made you want to do... No, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I think anal? she's saying yeah, that... Yeah, so like, I, yeah, no, I was watching this stand-up <laughs> comedian chick, and she was talking about how she just was, she like, shits a lot, and then she tried anal, and she was like, it's so great, because like, I shit a lot so much. And she was like, "I love it so much because I shit so much." And what I did Nick? Like, well, what, what did Nikki Glazer say now? Lot, so what, did, what, like what did Nikki say now? What did she say? Hmm? Oh, she's not in on the joke. And sorry, a good, sorry, uh, sorry, good luck you know, to you. you know I love you. I'm kidding. And uh, and oh, your boyfriend you, as well. And also, Ali Wong these days she is getting deep into the paint with her sexual content. Have you seen her new Netflix special? Uh, no, I haven't. Woo! <laughs> is it uh is it uh it's on it's a it's a raunch fest it is on yeah good for her and she does it with with very, very bold <laughs> clarity bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in california and starting up new infrastructure in the gulf of mexico it's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by funlove.com. Oh yeah, that's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. 
Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Uh, Sophia? Hello? Sophia, it says here that you just started pegging your boyfriend and you want advice (laughs) on this situation. And when you say advice, are you talking about how to do this safely, how to do this effectively, how to do this for maximum pleasure? Well, um, I can't say I'm an expert on the topic yet, but... um... Yeah, You're so there. we we invested in a <laughs> it's not a strap on, it's like a insert vibrator. So it's like I have the dick. You know, I have the power. And yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was new territory. Okay, so you done it once. Is is there a question here? Or you just need to declare 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 to the world. Well, it's kind of complicated. I guess I just wanted to hear perspectives on <laughs> how I'm feeling because after this situation happened, I was like, hmm, what does this mean? sexuality wise for for him me. for him and then for him or for for you and for him yeah that's what most women start for both out that's of what, us. That, both of you so you're wondering what are you wondering about yourself well well okay we're both bisexual oh so, so you're, you're wondering you're wondering awesome. if you would rather do this behavior with a female yes okay well we can't answer that Mm-hmm. That's that's up to you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, as far as his sexuality, <laughs> no, it does not mean anything. It really doesn't. I know people will argue about this, but it really mm-hmm. doesn't. So he likes being pegged. Okay. Good times. <laughs> okay, but you're yeah, you're the exactly. one you're the one left with the question marks about how you know where am I going to take this? Right. Is he is 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 this situation making him feel any sort of uh, questioning about his gender? Identity or sexuality? 
I asked him and he said no, but also like he like when we were having sex, he like wanted me to call him a female. And so that was like something that I wasn't expecting. And so I asked him about it afterwards, but it was just like something he did in sex. And so it was just kind of like, huh. I mean, is is that is that pose some sort of issue for you? No, no, it does not pose as an issue. No, she she likes but... it. It's just all kinds of question marks all over the place. Sure, sure. And everything means something. Let's be fair, but it doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean anything that you should be think worried about. You know what I mean? I, I, I cannot. You know, if if he's gay, he will like to have sex with men. If he has a if his gender identity is unclear for him right now, that will clarify hopefully for him with time. Okay, does that make mm-hmm, sense? Yeah, I think you're fine. You just, you, you're, you're, yeah. Stick with st- solve your own question marks. You know what am what am I going to do with this paper that I seem to be into right now? Like what do I want to do here? Right, it's a whole thing. Yeah. If she's taking into account what's going on, you know, her question marks and her partner's question marks. Yeah, his. Don't worry about his. His or his, and they're they're they. I don't think they're even anything frankly but but you can ask him about it but that's up to him it's, those are his things all right yeah Good thank time. you for calling sophia where is sophia thank so, you. Uh, sophia where are you at where are you where are you sophia i am in california okay so i just i just always like yeah. i'm just always curious where people are calling from it just no it's like to kind of picture mm. are you picturing sophia in california right no now? i was thinking more mid-atlantic <laughs> sort of stuff yeah. Thank you for calling, Sophia. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, do you, do you think about any of the people that ever call into your show? Yeah. Sometimes. Ever? Yeah. I mean, are you like, like does, it, does it haunt me? Not, not even, not even a haunt, but like, you know, or do you, do you, do you have a pretty separate, like when I am on the air or in you know, my office or whatever that is no, when I'm I, thinking I, about these things or when I'm home, I'm thinking about, no, these things. I worry about stuff all the time. Really? I, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, and things do haunt me. I do. I do. Really? You know, yeah. But, I, but I have, I have enough experience and sufficient boundaries mm-hmm. that I, I don't may not let it infect me in the sense like I, I know what my limitations are. Sure. I know that I've done all that I can, sure. and, and, but it still, you know, it affects you. Has it, has, that been a, a learning process like earlier in your career do you feel like that was mostly therapy there Thera- sure. years and years and years of really good therapy and mm-hmm. my boundaries got very clear with that you know i have a lot of people who call in and they tell me things like you know i tried talking about this with my real therapist but they feel like they weren't helpful do you have any way that you identify if somebody is a good therapist or if you feel like they're a fit for um you? yeah oh yeah um there should be you know, certain letters after their name, ideally, you know, LCSW, PSID, PhD, MD, these kinds of things. Um, and they need lots of experience. Uh, and there needs to be clarity about what it is you're doing in therapy and what sure. are your goals and uh, what kinds of techniques that are used to achieve those goals. Um, generally, therapists shouldn't be saying very much at all about anything. But they, they should... Primarily just be sounding boards. They should be reflecting with their face and body emotions yeah. back to you as like a mirror of the emotions. 
They should be asking challenging, very, very um, strategic questions to yeah. kind of keep the emotions moving forward. Yeah. And that's it. I, if if therapist is telling you what to do, sure. run. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not what therapy is. You know, I, I kind of stopped going to therapy because uh, I was journaling a lot mm -hmm. and I felt like, oh, well, this is, you know, all therapy is, is like sort of what you're saying is like you're getting reflected well, back at things, you. It's everything's for different people. It, it really is depending what you, the brain is very complicated. It's a brain body that you're dealing with in therapy, really. And, uh, you know, if you can get what you need out of journaling, if you can get it from CBT, I mean, there's all you know, 12, there's all kinds of things out there, mm -hmm. lots of resources. And many people get what they need. They they find ways to get what they need from it. I, I needed, a, I had a I needed microsurgery. My my bodily based emotional system was not well connected to my brain. Your bodily based emotional system. feelings. I'm feeling always feeling neglecting states. how much of my mental state is due to completely and utterly internal things. I'm Correct. Extra, I'm constantly. It's a brain body. It. It's a brain body. It's not a brain. It's not an emotion. It's not a, a a limbic system. It's a brain body system. And uh, because I didn't get certain stuff growing up, uh, I got it in therapy and it connected me back up. And that's uh, pretty good now. Let's talk to Maddie. <clears throat> Thank you for your calls, everybody. These are good calls. Maddie? Hello? Hey there. What's up? Oh, there we go. Hi, what's up? Maddie, how you doing? Uh, how can we get you this evening? <laughs> I'm good tonight. You know, I was wondering, what's the statute of limitations on opening a Snapchat? The statute of limitations. So, I mean, it says here that you're struggling on getting back to people in a timely manner. Yes, definitely. Do you have any advice on? I, I, because I'm, I'm sort of dealing with this too. On like, I'm not understanding the question at all. I feel like, what, she, what did she say? I, my read on this is, Maddie, it sounds like you're getting overwhelmed with the fact that your phone is constantly calling upon you to answer it, and you're wondering the the boundaries you should set in that arena. Is yeah, that correct. Oh, it depends on who it is in the relationship with that person. Who, uh, who yeah. is there? Somebody in particular that this is this is going on with. Um, not in particular. There are, like, a couple people, like, who have been messaging me, and it's like, oh, like, maybe I'll get around to opening this, maybe not. But it's it's not really dependent on the relationship as much as my own anxiety with opening it and what I'm going to respond right away. <laughs> but, but what kind of, are these peers, are these your parents, is it, uh, you know, bill collectors? What, what, oh, definitely, like definitely like acquaintances of mine like people i'm friendly with but people who i don't have that kind of like relationship with that's a that is a great question i don't i don't think people my age understand it at all i, I mean you you speak these, you know anybody under 30 is sort of fluent in this stuff and, i and you, probably um, have, you probably have a lot of feelings about it i, I yeah. my thing is like I just go. Why are you bothering me? Why you know? Why you know? Why you don't really want me to respond? It was, I, I I hate texting. Is this on texting we're talking about? God, I hate texting. She's talking and, about Snap. You do you do a lot of Snapchatting, oh, snap. Doctor Drew? No, no Snap. And I just discovered that, that I had a I had a a request thing on Instagram. Oh, uh, yeah. There, there were there were ten thousand 
comments there. You just found your Instagram message request. Yes. Yeah, there's like a whole bunch there's of people. 10,000. I mean, dude, you can get lost in like, like I'm always getting lost in my DMs. It, and it, like, on Twitter? Yeah, oh, on, uh, on Instagram, Instagram and stuff. Yeah, and I'm the like, Instagram one is a, just, I just discovered. I feel like I've walked into a parallel universe. Well, no, when you're saying like people under, you know, when you say people over 30, like, you know. It's uh, a little mysterious. Well, I, uh, I'm jealous of that peace of mind. Because I feel like I never have that. I feel like Maddie doesn't have that. We're like, oh, somebody responds. You know what? (laughs) Maddie, Maddie, here's my thing. Maddie, and I've gotten used to this too. Be okay. You can leave people on red. Just get used, get, start to enjoy the peace that you gain when you just leave people on red. Can you, on what? On red. On red. Yeah, Yeah, on C. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the the immediacy of responding. And and I, you know, because. When I was practicing medicine 14 hours a day, I would get pages. That was back in the pager. Ah, yes. And I'd have to respond immediately, immediately. Mm-hmm. And so I still behave like that with texts. So you respond to every text immediately? Immediately. And, it, and, it's, and, it's, <gasps> and I, mean, it's a, I have a reaction every time, too. Like, uh, uh, what is it? You know, because mm-hmm. I spent so many years doing that, and I hate it. Do you respond to your Twitter DMs and things like that? My Twitter DMs is a, is a pretty lean territory for some reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do because it's all people I kind of know. It's. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't don't have just anybody in there. But clearly, in my Instagram, I've got to do something with that. I don't know quite how to manage that. You know, Maddie. My thing is like, if you, first of all, if you don't care about these people, then leave them on red. If you don't care about them, but if you do care about them, then they should respect your boundaries enough to be like to not get upset with you for leaving. Right. You have to train people. Yes. Yes. You have to train people to be okay with you leaving them on red, and you can get back to them eventually. Okay. Yeah. I, I think they'll now, be now. How long is too long to leave them on red? <laughs> I don't think there exists a an answer to that question. I think, however long we, we... need an international convention on this, <laughs> we need a Geneva convention. Uh, it's <laughs> to set a to set an objective standard amount. I mean, time. I would say six hours is very reasonable, right? Fucking ne- never respond to them. Who cares? It doesn't. That's what I'm saying. It could be a day or two, that, and that'd be fine also. But I mean, if it's six or eight hours, I mean, that's very reasonable, I would think. Mm-hmm. The real, here's the thing the, the people in your who life knows? who are the, the, the real ones, they'll be there when you're ready to talk to them and won't be upset by you leaving them on red. Right. What are you doing? You have dishes? Building, a, cab- about building a cabinet? My dog is playing with his bone. What? You know what? Go to. Here's what I want you to do. Turn your phone off. Throw it into a river. Go hang out with your dad. Look him in the eye. Yeah. Smell him. Talk to somebody. Give him a hug. Feel his... his I don't know if to, I want to smell him. This is, <laughs> this is back to the brain-body thing. Yeah. Which is, that's how people communicate in space. Like two bodies in space. Very mm-hmm. important. Thank you for calling, Maddie. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Uh, life before cell phones sound, sounds like it's... Uh, I mean, I, I sort of grew up with all that shit. It was better having a cell phone, mm-hmm. for sure, because you weren't running, at least in my profession, running for a phone all the time. Right, It's right. terrible. Um, but smartphones put a whole different new wrinkle into it. I love having yeah. emails. If people would just stick with emails, I'd be okay. But no one. Mm-mm. So you say you have this like uh, thing when like every time. Text, but okay. But text so it, how many times? It. Okay. How many times? Like I feel like 
after so many times of somebody texting you, you go, oh, you check it, you realize it's like a bullshit thing, yeah. somebody sending you a video, yeah. just whatever. Do you, do you not go, do you not lose the uh thing after a while, after it's happened so many times and it's no, bullshit? No, it's, it's, it's not just the buzz yeah. makes me go. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's so in me from the pagers that used mm-hmm. to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And when it would buzz, it would be an emergency every time or something needed to be addressed immediately but now how often so, when you when you feel the never, buzz is it ne- never. yeah never and so but i still have the the you haven't you haven't been able to unlearn it mm, the reaction is still there and yeah. and then i and i still do this thing of getting to it very fast i get to it really quickly because i feel like you know if you're texting me you must want to have a response that's why you're mm-hmm. texting otherwise mm-hmm. you'd email me or whatever um so I like, I a, know, I like really a phone call. Com- I'm, I'm OCD. I'm, I'm, you know, you, you very, have a little OCD, yeah, so I'm very compulsive about everything. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so do you always you always keep a you keep inbox zero, as they call it? Uh, I, it's all read in inbox, and it's sort of managed, okay. sort of just sort of collated and stuff. And then I shrink it down every once in a while. But but and the, my wife has you know in, an inbox with a hundred and five thousand unread emails, and I can't even look at it. I can't mm-hmm. even look at her little phone. That, that red fifteen hundred. I can't, I can't like, even. Uh. It drives me crazy. But it's, but I mean, oh, with emails, it's like that's my OCD. Those are all that's OCD. bullshit. Yeah, it's OCD though. Let's see what we got going on here. Give me a a hard one. Well, or a or a. Ooh, okay. let's do this one. All right. Intense. We good. Hey, Dominic. Yes. Hey, guys. Hey, Dominic. How you doing, man? Excellent. Very good. Uh, Dominic, it says here that uh, you want to know what is normal in a relationship. You feel like your wife is asexual. Mm. You've been with her for 30 years. You're wondering if that's just a natural thing or if it happens after several years of marriage. You want, you want to explain this in your own words? Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like, um, I mean, when I first met her, I was 16 years old. And, you know, she was, wasn't really into sex. She was a virgin at the time. And I thought, well, you know, she obviously that's, you know, that's, and that seems like a normal thing to not really be into sex. You're a virgin. You're kind of, you know, you're a young woman and you grew up in a, you know, a wasp household. Okay. So, you know, I wasn't too worried about it. But as time went on, you know, we got married, had kids, and uh, just never really was, uh, uh, wouldn't talk about sex, didn't want to, you know, engage in a whole lot uh, unless it was for, you know, trying to have children. And so, you know, it's been going on. And then a few years ago, my sister uh, said to me, she said, uh, do you think you're being manipulated? You're being what? And I never really even considered. She she asked if I was being manipulated. Manipulated. Oh. And I never, and and I never considered that. And then, you know, and I said, you know, you know, she wants to do things. And I want to, you know, want her to be happy because I want her to have a life. Because uh, I mean, she did suffer some trauma in her uh, childhood. I mean, her her father wasn't like you know excessively abusive, but you know, he would he was very strict and wouldn't allow her to do things that other kids could do and stuff like that. And had her. You know, her, her childhood was very kind of rigid where she had to work a lot. And, you know, he, there was some physical abuse. Like I said, it wasn't excessive. Um, the point was like every single day, but it was like, um, you know, I had to act a certain way and do certain things a certain way. All right. So so what so if we talk to her, if we hang on, hang on. If it's what's his name? Sorry. Uh, Dominic. Dominic. Mm-hmm. Dominic, if we if we talk to her, what would she say? Mm-hmm. What would she say uh, about your relationship, physical relationship? I said, uh, what's what's your wife's name? I'm going to make up a name. I don't care. What, what do you want? Sue? 
Uh, oh, Marie. Marie. Okay. So if I said Marie, what's going on? How? How do you? You know, what's going on with you and your husband? Are you guys close? Do you have? Do you have a good physical relationship? What would she say? Uh, well, she would say we have a good relationship. All right. And then what but, about the uh, physical part? What, what would she say? They're not. A, you know, no, not really the physical part. And would she, she say? Would she, you know, very, uh, would she say I miss that, or we had it at one time, or I'd rather it be this way? What, what would her position be? You think? Oh no, her, she would not miss it at all. She's she's definitely one hundred percent doesn't miss it. I mean, in, uh, there wasn't really a major physical relationship um, at any point mm. in our relationship. Mm. I, I just thought as she got older, maybe that would, you know, she would mature and. It, it usually of, it usually gets worse yeah. unless you take hormone therapy, things like that, because you have to, say, uh, you know, menopause, perimenopause, just to shut, you know, testosterone is produced by the ovaries. That's the ma- major source of libido, and you have to get on some kind mm-hmm. of estrogen, testosterone, progesterone kind of replacement. It has its own risk. You have to discuss it with your doctor, but you know, a lot of women need that in order to continue to be sexual after a certain age. So you're now fighting biology on top of whatever was going on in the first place. I don't know. I, I You sound unhappy with what's going on. Well, I, I mean, I'm not unhappy with the relationship necessarily. Uh, I'm, it, it bothers me because um, one time um, she said to me, you know, she doesn't think that she can ever uh, experience the feeling that I feel, you hmm. know, during a sexual um Doing sexual intercourse, mm. and you know, they really, uh, really hit me hard. Does that mean she's never had an orgasm? No, no, she has. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, just I'm not, not sure she has, has. just not I've the mm. seen, you know. yeah. But at she least she, she just she doesn't. Ha- she just doesn't have the intensity of the experience. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, we're not going to be able to solve that here. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, right. But yeah. I, 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 if it was bothering me, I sit down and talk to somebody about it uh with her not but, not but, to it doesn't it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like a situation where i'm being manipulated by her where she's just like using sex as like a a tool to like you know it's just because she has a low libido so she uses that as something way to manipulate me you don't think no that, okay. that, that, nothing you've said to me it sounds okay. like that at all uh and, and okay. uh and but you know you you want to be closer and that's it you just want to be closer and there's a physical piece that could help you be closer and uh, you know she might not be willing to work on it maybe she is but it's something you could definitely work with a professional on somebody who has experience doing that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, my all right, man. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks, Dominic. All right. See what the dogs barking and stuff. I was imagine where is he? West Virginia? Where, where is he? In the, uh, he Nebraska. I, I, he, I, I, I could see Nebraska yeah, for him. Yeah. So, uh, have you had any experience like couples counseling? Is that ever anything you do yeah, in your practice? We've done that. Oh, my practice. Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, have I been a patient in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. also. Now, at what point does the what is the goal? Uh, I've, I've I've wondered this because whenever I get a call like that, I always wonder like, is the goal of the couples counsel to Fix the relationship or to find the truth, even if the truth is these people should not be together. This most good couples therapists will start with those kinds of questions. Like, what are we doing here? Mm. Oh, there, so they ask them. They're like, do you guys want the we, truth or we, do you want to we, fix it? Are we trying to, right. Are we trying to break up here or are we committed and want to stay together? Most people that by the time they get to couples therapy are sort of on the way out. Okay. 
Um, and uh, and they got to get very, very honest about that stuff so the therapist can do the job, whatever the job is. Mm-hmm. And if it's to make things closer, then there's different versions of that too. Or, you know, how honest are we willing to be here? Mm. You know, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a... It's a I like emotionally focused therapies of all types, whether it's couples or individual therapy, because it really is just supporting people where they are and letting them express themselves emotionally more. And, and do you find in your experience that most people go the route of, you know, please help us fix this versus... No, most people are on their most, way out. Uh, like, hey, I, it's, I, I don't do enough of that know. stuff, but I've been told by couples there, people that just do that, that that's the case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I do, I'm doing it always in the context of drug addiction, alcoholism. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's trying to get people to hear each other for the first time in a long time often mm-hmm. and i mean uh, does that get wild dif- yeah it can be wild yeah yeah it's, it's very intense you see it's you, I'm, i deal with very 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 sick people that's yeah. the thing yeah how do you I, I i've asked you this question a bunch of times in various forms and maybe okay, it's just go. me maybe it's just me maybe i'm not hearing because more well, directly like how the fuck do you deal with that oh, why did you go home si- upset and stuff again it's it's um it's it's like kind of like being a, an ambulance driver or something. Sure. You, know, you have a you have a skill set. You drive up to the disaster and you help to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff stays with you. Some of it is just interesting. You know. Is there um, a, a call or or anything like that that has stuck with you to this? Yeah, day people always ask us that stuff. I remember yeah. um, a couple of uh, Vietnamese twins that were separated. When they were little, one went to Denver, one went to the Orange County here in local or something, and the one from Denver called us uh, because the one here was being sexually abused, and mm-hmm. we tried to help intervene with that. Mm-hmm. Had a guy named Brutus who was having a... No, no. His name was... I can't remember his name. His dog was named Brutus, and uh, he was engaged with his dog. Oh, he's and, engaged to his dog. Well, he was having sexual relations with the dog. Oh, Specifically, okay. the dog was having sex with him. The dog and, was having sex with, with him. Yeah, yeah, and that was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but I learned a lot about zoophilia. I, I tried to stay open-minded about it. Okay, because we kept him on the line for like an hour and just talked to him because it was so like you could tell he was quite serious about any, it. Any any big uh, takeaways from uh, um, that about zoophilia? That as my a sense whole? was that that there was a lot of early childhood severe neglect. Okay, so like an attachment disorder kind of thing. So you attach to a dog or a person. What's the difference? Is there always okay, is there is there always an answer? Is is it ever just this guy likes to have sex with giraffes and that's it and you cannot you, explain you, it? Well, yes, sure. Sometimes it's just I mean, just like anything, it, it it's just sometimes in, in the brain. Mm-hmm. It just but. And, you know, so there's is always you know biological, genetic, and environment. It's all the interplay, but it's never all one or well. It's rarely it's a all one of or all things. the other. It's always a combo. They may predominate genetic or predominate mm-hmm. environment, but it's always that relationship that results in the whatever we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Gene environment inter- interaction. Everybody. Gene environment interaction. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Uh, hey, Kelly. Oh, they're... Yep. There's a delay there. They, they got the stream. Kelly, can you turn yeah. the stream off for me? Yep, we got it. Kelly, uh, says here that uh, your boyfriend has uh, erectile dysfunction and you're not sure how to approach him about it. I feel like this is one you've uh, yeah, this is yes. done all the time. I, I'm actually going to be working with a men's health organization to try to make this a more complete conversation sure. more often. Um, so how old is he? Yeah. He is in his thirties. And does he is he on any medication? He is not. And how often does this happen? Is it all the time? Is it some of the time? It's all the time. Ooh. Yeah. And is it that can he penetrate or he loses it before he penetrates or he loses it after a while? At what point does he lose it? Pretty much he loses it after a while. And I'm not sure if it's completely E D or if it's maybe a head thing. Yeah. Or maybe a combination of both. And I'm just what, 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 really what, how to open that conversation. What do you suspect the head thing is when you say head thing? Um. Well, he hasn't been in a lot of relationships in his life. Um, I was the first person that he was with. In, in his 30s. I think it was hmm. nine years. And he was not a very affectionate person in the beginning of the relationship. Really hasn't been. So, hmm. yeah. Interesting. And when you ask him what, what the deal is, what does he say? I mean, he's pretty open talking about it. I always hesitate to suggest or ask things because I don't want to damage maybe his masculinity. I know that's kind of a sensitive subject for some guys. What, wait, what does he say when when he what's what's his explanation for what's happening? Um, really, he just says he does. Some days he says he's just in his head about it, but. Even before that, it was just the ED, and he couldn't perform. So I don't know if it's just getting worse. Or... What What does he say is the reason he's struggling? Does he think <laughs> Does he think about some explanation? Does he say, "Oh, it's I'm tired, or it's too long, or it's too sensitive"? What What does he say? What What is your sort of description of the issue? No, not really a definite cause for why it's happening. So he goes, "I don't know. It just happens." Is that That's his thing. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Okay, he so it may be just maybe what? Maybe just getting older and not exercising as much. I guess. Is he overweight? He's not. Okay, so uh, he's not that much older. If he were over sixty-five, well, we could talk about it. But in his, he's in his thirties, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not that. However, does he smoke cigarettes? No, he does not. Well, he still ought to talk to a doctor because most young males, <clears throat> middle-aged males that have erectile dysfunction, there's a medical reason. Mm. Uh, and so he needs a thorough, yeah. complete medical workup. Heart disease being number one or vascular disease of all types. But there can be hormonal problems. There can be neurological. But there can be lots of stuff that is contributing to this problem. And it needs to be fully evaluated. So numero uno, complete medical workup. And some of the stuff that can cause erectile dysfunction is kind of serious and needs to know about it. So numero uno, that's number one. Yeah. Number two, I, you what? I've tried to get him to go, but 
Well, he's not to go, not not to go to evaluate his erectile dysfunction, to evaluate the potential causes, what medical causes might be yes. might be contributing here. That could be dangerous, and he needs to know about it. Diabetes, all kinds of stuff. So um, that 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 has to happen. Number two, <clears throat> younger men, sorry, typically kind of younger than thirties. Yeah. Um, when they have erectile dysfunction, it is very common these days, and it is often from porn excess. Ah, that guys are go. losing their chi to the uh, pornographic material. Yeah. You know oh, saying? and They're... it's getting worse. You can go inside the metaverse and you know fuck a, a pocket pussy that you know corresponds with some sort uh, of no. You know, I mean, it's only going to get progressively worse. I'm sure it's going to get that way. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not already. But but. You know, it, it, men are losing their chi, depleting their chi to the metaverse. Mm, yes. And uh, I don't think that's what's going on here, but just for other people who are listening, that's another reason for younger men to get this thing. And almost no matter what the cause, once the medical issues have been ironed out, using a PDE5 inhibitor, these you know medicines that we're used to using for erectile dysfunction, can kind of get them back a little bit. There's no problem using those medication, yeah. you, you know, even if people that don't have chronic need for them or aren't very much older with you know, whatever medical issues, it, it can be a way to get over anxiety. Like mm -hmm. if somebody has anxiety mm -hmm. and they worry that it's going to happen again, get on the PDE-5 and you'll be more likely to happen. You'll just sort of get over the anxiety. The other thing is <clears throat> if the erectile dysfunction occurs early, particularly, um, more often than not, again, particularly with younger males, it's because not because he's not into you. It's because he's too into you. Really? Yes. It's it, it, the guys are having sex because they want to be there. So they want to be there. Trust me, or they would not be there. But if they lose the erection early it, and they tell you it's I'm too into you, mm -hmm. that is the truth. The, it creates such an overwhelming desire to please and to be a part of this. And they're so taken with this person. Oh, it's like a stress thing. It's an anxiety, kind of an anxiety thing. It's sort of like being overwhelmed by. Oh, it. like it's a performance this, anxiety type. It's of thing. kind of. I, it's all these things together. It's all that together. Yeah. Yeah. You what? I hear a lot. I, I think that could definitely part of it because he does tell me often. You know, it's not you. It's you know, it's it's not you. So, but if it's not me, then what is it? Well, right, you and, and it, it it rarely is the female partner when men have erectile dysfunction. Like that's 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 the exception. When that happens, uh, you said specifically that you're having problems uh, approaching him about it. What, what about what is making you nervous about starting the conversation? Because I know that you know subjects like that, especially involving their masculine parts, can maybe be a little. I don't know. I don't want to hurt his. Uh, he's a very sensitive man, so I don't want to approach that in the wrong way, especially because I'm not good at explaining I myself. <laughs> <laughs> you can be a little abrasive, you know. You feel abrasive. You're a little abrasive. Yes. Yeah. We don't. I don't experience her that way. But anyway, let's say you are. Um, huh. it, 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 don't, you, you, don't worry. He's, you're not going to offend him. He knows he's having a right to this right, He wants to right, solve it right. too. You're not by talking about it. You're not going to somehow make it worse. I almost feel like that makes it better because if you start, because yeah. he, I, uh, he might want to start the conversation, but you going out there starting at first, it's like, yeah. you know, okay, she knows. We both know. We both want to fix the issue. Yeah. Men, men generally aim to please. Yeah, that's generally true about men. And, He's but, down to work it out. Yeah. What's that? I think she said, why doesn't he put more effort into please? I think that's what she said. 
Well, more effort uh, would, yeah. would be getting a medical evaluation. Really, that's what he needs to do. He really, really, really needs to do that. Uh, Kelly, good so, luck yeah. to you in uh, starting this conversation. Again, it seems like both parties want to get to the to the brunt of this issue. So take your best foot forward. Go for it. Yeah. So I'm floating in the clouds here. I'll try my best. Oops, sorry. Oh. Can I what's, go? What's, what's with the floating in the clouds? What's thing? with the floating in the clouds? Ge- geckos don't normally live in the clouds, do they? Oh well, I'm sort of like a. The, the whole idea is we're traveling, uh, you know, all sort of parts of the universe. So today we're in the oh, clouds. Oh, we're time traveling. No, 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 we're not. We're not necessarily time traveling, but we're traveling space traveling. We're not, not even space. We're just traveling. Just traveling. Geckos. Just traveling. We're in the. Okay. You know, sometimes and we're. In, I, uh, I have a, a hankering for flies. Does that have something to do with putting this? Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. going to last for a few days. A few days. A yeah. Side effect. And then the geckos' sexuality are they are they sexually active? Do we know how they do it or what's going on with them? Or? Uh, I feel like Again, they... I'm suddenly very concerned about that. Oh, um, you know, I feel like geckos are just as sexually active as humans. Do they? Is it, you know, good? Do they have a cloaca or a penis and a vagina? Yeah, or geckos the... have a penis and a vagina. I, I actually, ge- I feel like um, they like... lay eggs. Does he maybe just like the eggs and? Put his stuff over the egg. The, the gecko penis, in relation to, uh, so like, obviously a a a if you a gecko penis is yeah. smaller than a human penis, a, a, but if we're putting one. them to scale to the body, the gecko yeah. penis is actually yeah. bigger. Oh, I feel much better. Yeah, okay, yeah. Good. So I mean, like when you put them to you know, in comparison he, to the rest of the and, body, the gecko penis. And are is they bigger. doing sort of doggy gecko style? Oh, they do it all different ways. They do it oh, doggy style, okay, missionary. Okay. okay, all right. So I was, I was worrying about these things. Gecko sixty ning oh, was very popular in the community with that tongue. You can do it across the room. Oh, exactly. I mean, yeah. um, you know, they have the sticky. The, the, I actually know. Like you know, I actually know only one fact about geckos. Okay, truly, what which is, is that uh, they can stick to any surface except Teflon. Oh, why? why? I wonder why that is. Why Teflon? It's made to be non-stick. I mean, to be fair. Okay, all right. Good. That's why they uh, they they roll around. Today. They fuck on learning Teflon. Learning so much. Let's see. Duh, 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 duh. Hmm. You ever wanted to do the uh, insurance job for Geico? I get I get that a lot of people asking me like oh you're the guy code gecko a lot a lot of people think I'm a frog that's yeah the thing, that's the thing frog. I get there's, the, there's the, there's the, the most frog esque to the setup here yeah yeah and I don't know how to but, sort of make myself stand out as more of a gecko than a frog I I, I would say there there are sort of um, there's sort of some sort of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when you're you're being cast out from a job and you you can't Pigeon, pigeonhole no. uh, but I mean having a cartoon gecko I mean. That seems like there should be some legalities there. You should be able to apply for that job. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. They should, they should open it up to all it's, forms of geckos. It's discriminatory. It's discriminatory. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It is. And so I would think and think about how sweet that job would be. It would be mm. great. You'd be great at it. I would, I would, I would do a one-off. I don't think I would want to like be the new Geico no. guy. I mean, okay. that's that's a whole, you know. Then right. I, everything gets a little bit of corporate, you know. I have oh, to I see. You don't want to do that. You know, yeah, you don't want to lose your control. I get that. I get you know, that. It's a whole, yeah. it's a whole thing. All right. Fair enough. Uh, hey, Clarence. Yes, sir. Clarence says here you have a, a pooping-related question. Oh, first, I do actually have a pooping-related question. We call this a brown question in, a uh, brown question. in uh, your mom's house. I'm Go- so glad to know that there's well, a word for this because I get it all I, the but time. First, first, but first, I just got to say, try it out. You know, cause try. Brown See, brown he's stuff, kind of, he's from your mom's house. Try mm. it out. Try it out. That's a that's a that's a greeting from your mom's house. Try it out. Try it try out. Try it out. Try it what out. Is it, what is, what is, what's the what's the, the story greatest, behind that? The, the the original 
the original cool guy. OG Robert cool Paul guy. Champagne. Robert Paul Champagne. I went and visited him in New York City in his apartment, which was quite an experience, I must say. But uh, hey, Jeans, what's going on, Mommy? So my thing is, is like with my pooping is that I tend to poop a lot. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I don't. But like it's it's strange because like say, well, full disclosure, in the morning, if I eat something at night, I can see it. And I'm just like worried about my digestive system. I mean, I guess I'm I'm real skinny my whole life. Mm. I don't know if that has something to do with it. So it's something about the transit time through your bowels. You're not absorbing things quite as well, as efficiently as you might like. I wouldn't worry about it. You know, if you if you had an actual absorption issue of fats or proteins or something, you would have other symptoms. Maybe, you know, it's consider yourself lucky. Whatever it is, it keeps you skinny. Increase your calories, increase your, you know, amount of food, and you'll compensate for that. But But is that the brown issue? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it, 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 but the thing too that also happens is I notice is if I like on the weekends when I'm not working, I tend to eat overeat and uh-huh. then it'll be like Monday morning and I'll poop like four or five times in the morning. Okay. And we're talking normal poops. Okay. Four or five times. Yeah. Within like a two hour period. That's and okay. it blows my mind. That's all good. That's okay. You got you did, oh yeah. Okay. You you're fine. You should listen to After Dark with that I do when one of my uh, one of the the people at the, in the in the one of my engineers. You mean the gargoyle? The gargoyle. He, yes, good. You listen. Well done. So he's doing once a month, dude. He's once a, once a month. Once a month. Jesus once a month. Christ! Yeah, I, I, it makes no sense. It's wild. It makes no sense. Yeah, and, you, and you're and you're telling me that's that's healthy. No, I wouldn't say it's healthy, but everyone's worried about him. He, he's fine with it, but it, 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 there's things that could happen, but he won't address it. So, you know, I would think that if okay. once Let's a month, there way. is some sort of no. He does special. it. He does it for psychological reasons. Uh, oh, he wait. So he's in. He's doing this intentionally on intentionally. purpose. How does? And then uh, when he does shit, yes, he puts his feet. Tell him. Yeah, I'll, I'll let. Uh, I'll let. Uh, what's his name? Clarence. Clarence. Clarence so you tell he, us. So when you, Clarence. Yeah. So when he, when he his monthly bowel movement, he uh, stands. He puts the seat up, stands oh, on the rim, the toilet itself, and on the rim and squats down like a gargoyle. Exactly. So ah, he's, he's so he's, he's hovering above the toilet. Yeah, it's pretty. And impressive. I feel that on a spiritual level, though, I, like with the whole it thing. Yeah, yeah. My dad had no filter back in the day, and. I was in third grade, and he rented that movie, and I watched it by myself um, in the middle of the country in the pitch black, and oh I am oh terrified boy. of clowns to this day. Clarence well. and Annie separated at birth. Well, nice to meet you, Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, Clarence. Nice to meet you, too. Um, better believe I'm coming up in May. You better believe it. Thank you, buddy. Okay, you said he does this for psychological reasons. That's what Clarence was talking about. Yes. He saw the movie It, and he became... And he was kind of traumatized as a kid. Sure. And he became overwhelmed, not just by it, but other shit going on in his life. Sure. And he uh, became overwhelmingly preoccupied with that something was going to come up out of the toilet drain. Oh, uh, so uh, that's why he stands up so, like, so that, yeah. yeah. And it's also why he avoids the toilet. 
And so he became really good at controlling his bowels, and he's he's ninja with his bowels now. Now, what about peeing? Is that better because he can see what's in front I of him? I guess so. He doesn't have a thing with that. Doesn't have a thing with peeing? Yeah, um, doesn't seem like it. You got to listen to my podcast a little more. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I was listening to the a real fan. No, I was listening today. To that one? Yeah. After Dark? Well, no, I was just, what, what's, the, what's the most recent one you were, you, you did? Uh, it depends on what, I've, I've got different stuff. You probably did a streaming show. It was probably just a plain old streaming show. I, uh, I listened to, With, no, I listened J- to a streaming show. JT and I did, I did, I did, I did more research okay, a little okay. bit. All right, good. You know, I know you're a doctor. That's good. That's good. Glad you knew that. Excellent. Hello, Alex. Hi. Hey, Alex. Uh, Alex, how are you guys? We are good. Alex, doing good. It says here that you want some dating advice. You've been talking to a guy <laughs> for a month, and he seems very reserved. Yeah. It seems like you're wondering, like, is it me or is it him? What should I do about this type of thing? Right, right, yeah. Um, so I actually hit him up, and <laughs> we talked almost every day, like all day for a couple weeks and then we hung out and after that it went from like every day to once a day or <laughs> not even that to what um, no, no what uh should they so hang out every day then it went it. to wait a minute so you said you were texting like all day and then it slowed down to once a day yeah after we hung out I, I, I have a thing of, like, when there's games going on, it's like, forget fucking it. forget it. Forget it. it. Forget it. Yeah. Pe- I, 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 I really truly believe that, like, people either will or they won't. In, if in somebody, all aspects of Particularly males. If they want to be with you, they let you know. Mm-hmm. They, they want to be That's with you. That's what I'm thinking, too, right? Yeah. I mean, there are men that, you know, don't get that way or sort of or aloof, whatever. But most men, if, if they're into you, they're into you. And they, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right, and I, yeah. that's who you want. Well, you he want has you, job. no, you want guys that are into you, um, not guys that are half in. You want guys that are in, and this guy, yeah. for whatever reason, is not yeah. so in. I, who knows what the reason is? They're his, and you just kind of find the guy that yeah. is into you. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's another thing. When it's like you know, what, you what's kiss the a lot of a lot of geckos before you find the right one. Before you find, <laughs> what the you find one that turns into a <laughs> some some sort of royalty, but. I mean, that's the thing. It's like it could be yeah. any other. I, I I wouldn't want you to get hung up on like, oh, it's me, because it could be any number of miscellaneous reasons. Yeah, it it to 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 put the locus on yourself, sort of put is right. is denying how complex relationships are. Who knows where he is in his life? Yeah. Who knows who else he might be dating? Who maybe he's? Uh, who knows what's going on in his life? Yep. Who knows what he's feeling, <laughs> thinking, and whether he'd be feeling and thinking something different at a different time? Who cares? He's not that into you right now. Right. That should that should be a, a concern of yours. So yeah, I guess that's kind of what I was wondering because he does. He has a good excuse. He has a job where he can't talk to me. A what? Well, a what? For like hours at a time. He said he has a good excuse. Um, dogs. He, has a, he said he has a job. A job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, a job. No. Well, I mean, I, dude, the, I mean, the excuse, it doesn't even matter. It's oh, like, she? uh, she's 24. Right. 20? 24. 24. Does he take you out all the time? No, I actually have been the initiator Forget. every time, well, which is why I feel like he's just reserved. No. He is very Alex, shy. No. Alex, are you like, what are you looking for? Why are you pers- are you like I am out for a relationship, and so you're what you're on Tinder and like swiping and like out looking for something, or did this guy just kind of happen in- into your life? 
No, no. So I actually, um, about seven months ago, got out of a really, really bad relationship, and I had kind of sworn it off. Um, and then I was, I met him, and <laughs> it sounds so lame, but like we were just talking. Like I was getting embarrassed because I felt like I wouldn't shut up because I was so excited to talk to him, and he was talking to me. Um, so. I found him on social media and I talked to him and I don't want anything, I guess. Like I'm still feeling really reserved mm. myself because of the last relationship. Um, how long, but I how long do want to know. Like, how how, how long it. you been talking to him for? No, how long ago was the last one? Oh yeah. How long ago was oh, that? Oh, the last one yeah. was, um, how long ago was it or how long did it last? How long ago did it break up? For real? September. Okay, so you're still in the sort of reboundy, get over it phase. I mean, it's about time to have a real relationship yeah. again. But, but I don't know. It just doesn't. Mm. Does this guy do something very, very special for you? Is there something about him that you can't find in another person? No, but I mean that's kind of what I was saying. Was like I didn't expect to want to talk to somebody like this already. So for me to have that, you'll you'll drive you will find it so. again. I de- I will declare today yeah. with my gecko hand. You will find it today again. <laughs> you will find it again. That's right. that's you wanting to be connected to other people, and that's fine. But by the way, I I, okay, be careful with that that speed talking. You know where you can't stop talking to somebody. You know what I'm talking about, right? Men don't yeah. like men don't like that. The, the constant, constant. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, what so about? I, mean, if, I I don't mind it because I find it entertaining. But I know generally men are just they kind of. Well, what? Well, if if that's well, if 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 she wants that, you know, do you think she should find a guy who also who likes the, that? Who sure. likes you know sure. constant, constant. Yeah. Constant, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm that, that exists. You know? I'm that guy. I like that stuff. I like it when it's crossed. Just right. I you get you get that other thing. I when find it entertaining. It's just just keep going. I don't I don't have to talk. It's good. I talk for a living. It's tiring me out. Uh, what? It, that's something that I thought about as well as like it, maybe he's just not a texture and we just texted that much at first. You're overthinking it. it. You're, not, you're that's the thing. If you're if you're even if you're even in this if you're even in this realm of thinking about it too much, it's yeah. like ah right. fucking you shouldn't have to think about yes. this. Stuff. You, just, you should want you should to just be know. with you. You should enjoy <laughs> each other. That's that. Move I'm on. I'm too deep. <laughs> okay. Right. Alex, good All luck right. to you. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Alex. I get a lot of uh, I get a lot of calls like that on the show, and I'm always like, oh, I feel like a lot of people. Seems like we had a lot of calls about people shitting frequently. <laughs> doesn't that, everyone who takes that, a call in show get that, a bunch of calls about people shitting frequently? Isn't that what ninety percent of? People I just are saying it's just I, in certain platforms. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but go ahead. Well, I I feel like a lot of people I get a sense from them that there's like something missing from them or some happiness factor that they are trying to use a relationship to fill. And I I'm always under the I'm always of the mindset of like you should be able to feel complete completely on your Before, own. Before, yeah. First. Yes, you, that and is And then go out into the into the dating marketplace. That that is true, but very few, few people are comfortable in their own skin, very few people can be alone. Very few people, particularly when they're young, are complete. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the process of growing up, is trying to bring all the pieces together. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you're right, but very few people are there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not the- calling you. Let's put it that way. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah, those well, aren't the ones calling. You know, well, I, I always wonder. I guess because a lot of you know people tell me like I'm pessimistic about love and and relationships, but mm-hmm. I, I just always see people getting like fucked because they're putting like like they they need it 
so badly, and that's causing people to be dependent on other people instead of just being able to find it within Correct. themselves. Bad boundaries, falling in love too fast. You know, the, the, again, love addiction. You know, people in codependency are extremely common these days. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I always tell people: if if you um, have a certain pattern, if you have a pattern in relationships that you don't like, this is the, this is one of my fundamental pieces of advice. Fundamentalist. Yeah. So if you if you keep doing something over and over again and you you can't stop. Even though you keep picking guys that seem totally, let's say it's a female, sure. picking guys that are totally different, and yet they end up the same, Yeah, you are a perfect instrument. Yeah, the fact that the you were denominator. attracted to that person, we don't talk about where attractions come from. The fact that you felt lightning bolts when you saw that person should be all you need to know that that will be the kind of person that will do the pattern again, because mm-hmm. you are a perfect instrument. So what we always tell people is if you have those patterns and the lightning bolts end up the same every time. Sure. Don't respond to the lightning bolts. Think butterflies, not lightning bolts. So you can be kind of, you know, nicely attracted. But if it's I gotta be with that person, you know what you're in for. You're a perfect instrument. Butterflies, not, not lightning bolts. Lightning bolts. I feel like it, it can be hard to tell the difference sometimes. Maybe it, it is, and I don't mind a little bit of lightning. You know, sure. it's it's just the, the you just just know that that's that pattern, and you know, you take a look. You that person's going to abandon you or abuse you or whatever your pattern is, um, and see if it's somebody that you can have process with. Yeah. Okay. Well, what, can, what, you, what what do you think about this? Someone who's like, if I'm not feeling the, those lightning bolts, what what is someone who's like those lightning bolts are the reason. I get into relationships. If I'm not feeling those so lightning I, bolts, so I have to have lightning bolts. That means therapy. Yeah, that means therapy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're somebody who has good patterns in your relationships, then then you can rely on your feelings and yeah. your attractions. But if you had something that twisted them—abandonment, neglect, abuse, that kind of thing—in childhood, you got to get that healed. Is it always a thing relating to childhood? Oh yeah, that's when our brain is wired. That's where the wiring gets set up. And once it's set up, it is set up, and you have to do very very specific things to change that wiring. Hmm. Man, I gotta go to therapy. Good, you'll like it. It's awesome. This is the, the big misconception people have. They, they, you, you know, and again, a good therapist is you're in charge. You're conducting. You're, you know, you're the one in the mirror, mm-hmm. developing the the process and mm-hmm. changing or not changing as you wish. And whatever you're getting into, even if it's painful material, they will only let you go in tolerable doses. Intolerable so it's, so, doses. Yeah, so it's not overwhelming or shattering or just just what you can tolerate. Just slowly get into it. Mm. So. What hmm. do deep we in thought? Here? Deep in thought. Gecko thought. Oh, definitely deep in deep in deep in gecko thought. Do you do you do you feel? Uh, you know, I asked you at the beginning of this, but mm-hmm. now that you've sort of been sitting mm-hmm. here for uh, an hour and twenty minutes, yes. do you feel any different as a gecko? Oh, you, okay. These feelings. I, I want to sleep these, more. These, these feelings that we uh, started with humiliation and oh, the um, humiliation went away. Okay, cool. You're feeling like humiliation went away. Uh, uh, I but I have been humiliated, so that's all done. So mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about being further humiliated, mm-hmm. which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the the pajama quality is almost overwhelming. Oh yeah, I, mean, I, I almost I want to like go to sleep. Well, yeah, uh, the, music, the music, the chair, yeah. that, the that's pajamas. that's the part that's troubling me. I, I'm yawning occasionally. I'm thinking, what the hell? What am I doing? Uh, uh, anything else about this? Yeah, like I said, I feel like I should be, uh, you know, a couple of flies might be nice right now. And I've learned all about how to express myself sexually as a gecko. And this is this is improvement. You ever eaten crickets before? I have. I actually have. What'd you think? Uh. Too garlicky for me. Yeah. I'd rather have some fresh cricket, I think. Especially now. What do we now, do the here? gecko tongue stick the way the gecko feet do? Uh, these big, these big, big uh, 
platform. Yeah, yeah. there's like uh, the way it works. There's there's little sticky hairs uh, on this. Yeah, I hand. think I th- oh, fuck. I used to know the word for. I think it's called. It starts with a C. Cecilia. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, on all, I I'm pretty sure they're on all parts of the body. I'm pretty sure they're on the feet. Sure. The hands, but the tongue? The, do I do I? Can I, will it stick to stuff? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So tongue sticky too, right? Good. Tongue sticky. Oh, it's, I want to know what uh, I can do with it. It extends pretty far. Yeah, yeah, good. I mean, that's why people uh, confuse me for a frog all the time, because geckos and frogs, they do have very similar... Mm, mm. You're just anatomy. leaner and longer. Yes, yeah, yes. And more, hopefully nobody Googles cooler. any of this and realizes that I am completely have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay. Good times. Dow. Yes. Dow, it says here that on Loveline 10 years ago, you said the words big fat cock. And you'd like to apologize to Jack. Uh, I actually for this. said big fucking cock. Oh, okay. Was that a. And you had to apologize to who? I want to apologize to you, Dr. Drew. I've been carrying this burden for over a decade. Well, and, and, and it hurts me. Every time I listen to you on Dr. Drew After Dark, oh, and, and I want to move on with my life, and, and uh, I'm so glad D-A-W I get to Dow. apologize finally. Okay, Dow, I accept your apology wholeheartedly, and I appreciate the manner in which it is offered, and I forgive you completely, and I assure you that there were no consequences for me in the big cock comment. Uh, and so I want you to not and, not feel guilty. We're all good, and I appreciate the apology. Thank you, Doctor Drew. And just so you know, me and my big fat cock are doing fantastic. Oh, that is great oh, news. That is great. That's amazing news. Congratulations. Thank you to Dad. both and of you. You better believe I'm coming up in May. That's right. See you, jeans. You're learning all of our. Uh, oh yeah, I feel like I'm getting in a uh, in a lot of the it's lore. It's all sort of aloha. Yeah. It's all greetings yes. and farewells. Um, you better believe I'll be coming up in May is a good one. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, touch my camera through the fence. You'll hear that in a minute, no doubt. You have a lot of lore to you. and Lore? Yes, lore. Because well, be- this is all of your mom's house lore. Being lore in my career overall? I would say so. Okay, tell me how. Well, I mean, uh, this is all your mom's house. This is all your mom's house stuff. This is all, this is all current, hip, now podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. These uh, So it's... It's try it out, try it out. Uh, it's uh, touch my camera through the fence. It's you better believe I'll be coming up in May. It's I I I. You'll hear you'll hear more of it. How often are people coming up to you? Be like, I called you on the phone twenty years ago. Rare, rare, rare. Because most people, you know, they're really adults now. Yeah. <laughs> they're not. They're not thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. So and they probably called when they were twenty-two. You'll get it. You'll, it's the same for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you were dusted up as a gecko ten years ago. Yeah, I'm wondering, will, will, will people, uh, will. They'll, you know, they'll tell you. when they're in their 30s, be like, hey, you know, I called you, and you told me something, and now I'm fucked up, and I'm blaming mm, you. They won't tell you that. I don't think they'll tell you that, but they'll tell you that I called. So, Let's talk to Kathy. Hello, Kathy. Hi. Hi, Kathy. Hi, how are you? We're good. What's happening? Doing good. How can we get you this evening? Um, so I called and then <laughs> I got a message from my partner that you have a, uh, sex, uh, sexual, uh, vibe. That sounds, sounds awful. I don't know how to phrase it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no apology needed. No apology needed. Just spill it out there. What's going on? So, um, so I'm 32 
Um, the 33 in August. Um, that sounds, yeah. So, number one, uh, I feel like my sex drive not as uh, as strong as I'd like it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mostly blame the the Zoloft that I'm on. The not gonna lie. The what? What? <laughs> um, what do you want? Wait, the what? Zoloft. She said Zoloft. Oh yeah. Well, that'll do yeah. it. That yeah, will that will do it. That will shut you down. And uh, oh, okay. it's it's a serious thing, and it just can destroy relationships. And doctors don't talk enough to their patients about this. No, it can affect any st- the the SSRI class of antidepressants can affect any stage of the sexual cycle, from arousal to okay. erection to lubrication to pain with intercourse to orgasm. Every piece can be affected. And you should, okay. you should be able to get on something that doesn't do that so much. You got to talk. You gotta, and if your doctor doesn't know the field enough, like he's not a psychiatrist, go see a specialist and say, "Look, my depression is bad, but I don't want to ruin my relationships." You know, to to help my depression, you shouldn't it's have anxiety, not depression. All right, all right, or whatever. Right. <laughs> you shouldn't have to do that. There's a million. There's ten different ways you could oh, okay. you could address that and, and I, you shouldn't feel guilty about it you shouldn't feel bad about it I, I feel bad when my peers do this to people I, I've seen marriages destroyed by this and, when, and, and be, oftentimes because the doctor never even told them that this was going to happen it's very common yeah and yeah. so by all means uh, the- by all means talk to somebody about it and, and you, you shouldn't feel bad about it and, you, and I hope your boyfriend boyfriend your boyfriend girlfriend Girlfriend? Uh, I actually I have a little bit of a unique situation. Who I was gonna uh, I was gonna ask you some advice about that too. Well, um, girlfriend, yeah. Girlfriend. Uh, so is she pressuring you at all or anything, or or uh, making you feel bad about it? No, no. Uh, okay, no, good. No, well, my that's partner good. Is entirely supportive. That's good. So that's good. So you so at least at least she's you know with you on this, and but even I'm sure she'd love to see you a little more too. So good. I mean, and if and if your anxiety or your psychiatric issue is so profound that you don't want to risk it, still that should be discussed explicitly with your with the prescribing doctors okay okay good, yeah, good for you good for you what, what about this you said there was some other weird thing going on something else going on well not weird i wouldn't say weird <laughs> I, I don't mean weird uh, I, 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 listen i, I want to apologize i didn't mean weird Dif- some, something else going on <laughs> fine. um so my girlfriend is a trans woman who uh is not seeking bottom surgery and uh I'm obviously totally fine with that. Uh, we vibe, you know, she uh, gives me the business. I give her the business. It's a, a grand old time. Yeah. Um, not to be too vulgar. Um, my, my question is, so I work and I, I have a pretty physical job. I, I come home, I'm sore, I'm tired. I don't want to make it sound like I work construction, but you know, yeah. I'm, mm. I'm a little sore. Yeah. Um, and, and, and even on the weekends, sometimes working up the, the energy, uh, to, you know, no, I, 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 I get it. And, so you, but you're yeah. getting, but you're getting. What's her name? I'm sorry, uh, Kathy. Kathy. Kathy, you're getting a double whammy, though. I mean, you're getting the low libido, so you don't have the motivation to step up and you know try to push past the fatigue. And you got the fatigue, which is real. It's real. I mean, you're entitled <laughs> to be tired at the end of the day. So I, 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 but I, I, when things go like this, it's the medicine more than anything. It really is, and it's so sad to me that when people lose that they, they lose a certain kind of connection with their partner that it, it can be it can it's i don't know i, I don't like it when that happens it, it, it you're losing a, an important piece or at least you're reducing so you're, it you, so, go ahead sorry go ahead so you're saying that if i uh talk to my doctor and get my ssri switch um <clears throat> the fatigue from work won't be 
No, I'm not. not I'm not. I'm not really. Yeah, that is what I'm saying. I'm saying you'll still have the fatigue, but you'll if you're if you're if you have libido, you'll find ways around it. You'll figure that out, right? I mean, you you figure it out when your sex drive is out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad your partner is is giving you what do you say giving each other the business the whatever business, you say, said, I like business. that I like that <laughs> you give, give each other the business congratulations it sounds like like a cool relationship and yeah keep, it, just, is, keep it is it's good. wonderful I, I love her very much good so thank That's you awesome awesome wonderful to hear good that you found you. someone that uh, have you been searching for a long you see, time you see the difference by the way yeah. between people who are like I don't know I don't know I don't know it's like no no I'm good right is, exactly you know going back into what we were just talking yeah. about it seems like you guys uh, there's there's no questions being asked here it's, they're just good and that's that's what you're looking for yeah no I I, I love her very much and I've, I have been searching for a long time I dated a slew of losers mm. sometimes <laughs> um, it takes a not while to say, I, I, I had my own issues too but um, I, I I picked a I picked a winner this time I, and thanks to her I have a wonderful stepson and that's great takes so. what it takes takes what it takes like like my my wife always says you gotta kiss a lot of frogs or geckos in our case yeah so. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for calling, Kathy. Right, Kathy. Well, thank you so much. You I'm definitely going to talk to my doctor. Yes, please do. Please do. It makes me sad. Uh, how long were you searching before you found your wife? <clears throat> I was 24 when we connected. 24. And, and, but then we were on and off for several years. We got married in 31. Okay. So when you say on and off, what was uh, what was the on and off? Situation? The on and off was... Uh, <laughs> We were in our twenties, and we were living okay. in different cities, and we were—I I was an idiot and wasn't ready, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I blame myself more than anything. Mm-hmm. Was there any of that going on? Of uh, you know, I mean, what we told that previous caller of like, you know, if they want to be with you, they will; if they won't, they won't. Yeah, it was a little different. It was a little different. It was—I really wanted to be with her, but I really didn't want to get married, and sure. she really did want to get married. Sure. And I just—I just knew I wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready. I was—I barely had my head on my shoulders. It was, mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't have done it, mm-hmm. and I would have screwed things up. I'm sure. Sure. Had we tried, what, a, lot, what, a lot of men will feel feel that they feel like I need to be at a certain place to be ready. Of course, or else I just well, not everyone feels that way. Some people are just ready to go. Sure, uh, but some of us are just like, no, I, I got to understand what I'm doing, who I am, what my career. I, I just ha- I couldn't have done it. I couldn't. I just it seemed anathema to me. And when I was ready, I was ready. How did you know that you were ready? I didn't really. She came back into my life, and it felt totally different. And she started pushing the issue again. I was like, "All right, <laughs> I mm-hmm. definitely want to be with you." I mean, there's really something here, and and it has just expanded since then. Yeah. And uh, and you know the 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 really I always tell people the acid test is on your wedding day, walking to the altar and at the altar. You and, you feel like you don't know until well you're at you'll the altar. have a very vivid experience. I predict sure. if you if you really want to be there. Sure. Well, I, what if you really like don't you? want to be, if you really don't want to be there, you'll have cold feet. Yeah. You'll start thinking, "What am I doing? Why am I doing this? I should run away." People yeah. have those thoughts. Every time I've heard somebody talk about that, it doesn't go well. Mm. For me, I felt more like, "Oh my God, this is exactly where I want to be." Yeah. Screw anybody who told me had yeah. to doubts or whether I should or shouldn't do yeah. this. Yeah. Screw you all and just, yeah. oh my God, I was so angry at everybody. Who was you know doubting me? To, yeah, and and I was so so I had such clarity, such clarity and intensity too. Like I want to be here. This is what I want to be doing. And you feel like anything less than I, I feel like I would agree with that. Where anything less than that, I, I feel bad for you if it's less. If you have cold feet and want to run, do so mm-hmm. because it will have consequence. Mm-hmm. Have you seen in in your experience uh, lots of 
uh, uh, the times where like that'll just just drag out for a very very long time. People who should not be together. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially they'll, when they have these big expensive marriages and things, yeah. weddings, and they want to you know, like, oh my family will kill me and blah blah blah. That's, yeah, that's... yeah. What do you what do you think of the primary reasons for that? These like you know uh, social they, shame or anything like that. Why they stick with it? Yeah. Well, they they're doing. Well, there's a million reasons, but but a common one is they're doing they're marrying somebody that they think they're supposed to marry. Sure, that kind of thing. Sure, and, and it, it's one thing to have your scripts match, like your your life. You have similar life courses. You come from similar systems. You understand things the same way. You have the same goals, same everything. That's different than this guy or this gal fits a. You know, checks a bunch of boxes. Sure, which people sure. do a lot of that. They do a lot of that in weddings, and uh, and then the families get excited about that if a, if a lot of boxes are checked and they put on big. Now they're dealing with pressure from the mom exactly. and the dad of like you can't too back many... out now. Our families are all married and You're spent a million dollars on yeah. it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And too many beautiful weddings and shitty marriages. Yeah, I, the marriage is what's supposed to be nice, not the wedding. Yeah, I mean the fact that people will like go into debt to fund a wedding it's is ridiculous. fucking insane it's absurd. to me. Beautiful weddings do not predict beautiful marriages. Uh, it's probably almost an inverse relationship. Right. I mean, it comes from like people just wanting to be appro- have approval from other people over whatever I, it is they're I doing guess, with their life. Or, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Oof, I feel bad for people like that. Let's see here. Oh, this one's interesting. Oh, boy. It's the first one you reacted to like that. I'm ready. Anna? Hi. Hi hey, Anna. Anna. How you doing? He called you interesting. What's going Hi, on? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing good. Anna, it says here you're, you, you suspect your cousin has a video game addiction and that it might be causing him to get violent with his mom. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's really little. He's like 12. Maybe he's 13 now. Um, what? But he gets she's, really she's violent when, like, my mom tries to make him turn off the game. Um, and nothing seems to work. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious, like, short of, like, calling the police on him when he gets violent, like, what wow. do you do with kids like that? That is a mental health problem. That is not That is not a parenting problem. That is a mental health problem. And that kid needs to be evaluated. Okay. Right? Uh, oftentimes, right. B- behind video game compulsion is a serious mental illness. Uh, and I'm not saying always there, and there can be video game addictions and there can be compulsions and people can just use them excessively and people can become professional video game, uh, you know, sort of, uh, competitors. I understand that. But if you're not functioning, if you're disrupting relationships, if you're violent, this is time for mental health professional for sure, for sure. Okay. Here's that you really can't do anything to figure out what's going on here. Yeah, he's on like some wait list to get evaluated. But like in the meantime, I just mm. wonder like what can she do if he's getting physically violent with her? I would have a low threshold for calling law enforcement if he really is threatening. I mean, you have to do that. He's, he can't, you can't, they, look, there are consequences to behavior. You don't get just to, just to do that. And just because he's 13 doesn't, doesn't matter. You have to, you have to bring the ax down sometimes. When people behave in ways that are dangerous, you just have to. You just can't do that. You're not allowed to behave like that. And somebody could really get hurt, him or your mom. And this, it's not, it's no fooling. Hey, what's he playing? Right. Oh God, I don't even know. 
Is it a violent it's thing? Is it Sonic the Hedgehog? Is it Fortnite? League? I think it's a Minecraft. Minecraft. Okay, then it's probably not the video games that are giving the violent, no. the violent tendencies. No. Unless if he's trying to hurt her with an axe. No. 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 Uh, right. Something's up. Something is up and needs needs help. And uh, again, just yeah. make sure your parents understand it's not a parenting problem. There's something else going on. Okay. And when they go to a specialist, I don't. He's on a wait list somewhere. Like, do like all therapists know how to handle stuff like that? Like, what kind of services? Video well, game addiction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's it's not just the video game. It's what is going on underneath there that that needs to be evaluated. Is he going to see a psychiatrist? I think he's going to like a, he's going to go to a clinic with like a whole team. A teen clinic. Mm-hmm. Good. That, that's fine. That's fine. They'll help him. They, they, for sure, they see lots of this kind of stuff. That's good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and you know, look, it's nice that you care. Uh, I, I feel like there's a tough thing where, like, you are sort of removed in like how much you can do about this situation. But it's very nice to hear that you care so much mm-hmm. about your cousin to want to intervene and help with this because this is a really, really tough. Mm-hmm. problem that you could very easily just be like ah when I'm he out. starts yeah just yeah. be like i'm out yeah. if he starts throwing a fit or or if they call the police i'm getting the fuck out of here i don't want to deal with this but uh you know it, it, we can really tell that you care about your cousin by the fact that you're even questioning what it is that you can do to intervene in this situation so you know i, I think that's very nice yeah Right. And and no, thank you, I appreciate. And it's good that the mom is is it your his his mom, your aunt, or, or your mom? It says uh, my aunt, his mom. Your aunt. Yeah, it's good that she is been being proactive. And uh, hang on a second, yeah, uh, and and that he um, that she's taken proper action. That's very very commendable because a lot of parents get into denial and don't do what they need to do. It's good that she is. My skin just came off. Right. It's weird. There we go. That's the thing about the the gecko parts. They always grow back. Uh, Anna, good luck to you, and thank you for calling. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye. You play any video games? Am I playing one? Do you you play any video games? No, I really don't. You never in your life played a video game? My sons did. I picked it up a couple times. I I can't even do it, literally. And, And I thought probably best. Not even like uh, something simple like a fucking Candy Crush no. You do Sudoku? No. But you got to do something to... What do you What do you do when you're trying to turn off your brain? Uh, I work out and listen to podcasts. Okay. Yeah, that's my sort of my meditation. You listen to a lot of podcasts? I do. Do you not, I after do. like, if your whole job is radio and podcasts, do you not be like, I'm I, sick of podcasts? Sometimes, I've lately I've been working on languages with YouTube teachers and things. Oh, okay, what are you learning? French. French. I actually learned Greek for a minute. Greek? Yeah. I feel we were like there's not a lot Greece. you can do with that. There isn't, and it's a Except weird language. Greece. It, yeah. We were going to Greece, and so I thought, all right, I'm going to do it. And it helped me with my COVID fog. It mm. really helped. Mm. And there's a one, strange thing about language. When, when you start a language, which I haven't done in years, you're, you really pick stuff up very quickly. It feels like surprising. Yeah. And yeah. then not. <laughs> then it just plateaus. No, but it's like uh, there's that the what, what is it the Paratio principle the twenty yeah. where it's like there's, you really only need to know so many words yeah. to get around. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, I, I was telling people that my Greek was sort of a parlor game. Yeah, because I only learned I we you know and I didn't do any other congregation the yeah. con- con- conjugations. 
and uh, and just learned words about food and things like that, things at hotels, and was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I learned. Uh, I went to. I studied in uh, Italy, and I learned uh, a pretty damn good amount of Italian in mm. one month. Mm. And I had this epiphany where I was like, "Oh, it took me one month to like learn." somewhat basic conversational Italian what the fuck else could I do in one month like I'm right. always overestimating the amount right. of time it takes to like fucking learn to play guitar physics or yeah I keep fantasizing stuff. going back to piano and stuff but but French I, you know I studied a long time yeah. but I could never speak it and then I was like I'm gonna speak it and I'm getting pretty good now uh, do you feel like even after you take your take your are you, are you doing this in anticipation for going on a trip I did it in anticipation going on we did go also go to France and I just kind of stayed with it. Cause you're it, staying it just, with it. It just feels good for my brain. Yeah, it just feels good. It's hard when yeah. you don't have a like reason anymore. It is, and I lose motivation sometimes. But but I'm it, it's I'm so pissed that I, I've got this huge vocabulary and I do understand everything that I can't just speak it. That's ridiculous. Wait, where are you going to go? Where, where does anyone? I, I don't care. I just after all these years of studying and reading French and stuff, I just God damn it! Finally, I'm going to speak it. That's all. I'm just mm-hmm. I, I'm tired of this. I'm going to speak it. Go, you ever go on Omegle? A what? <laughs> you know what Omegle is? No. It's like uh, this thing where you can like you can set it to like uh, it's it's this thing that like hooks you up on video chats with random strangers. A lot of the time, it's used for people to jerk off, but there's a lot of people like not ch- jerking ch- off. What was the chat roulette? Chat roulette. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like you can that. set it for like uh, uh, a French for the, person. Yeah, for a French person. I did that for like Italian a little and bit. And would somebody actually talk to you? Yeah, you can get people to talk to you. Huh. You also a lot of people jacking off, but if oh. you can if you can if you can get past that. Okay, what's it called? Uh, Omegle. I mean, I think they have it for chat roulette, but chat roulette. So I mean, they both like, have a lot of people jacking. I'll just hire off. a tutor. I'm gonna hire a tutor. It seems a little uh, safer. That, that sounds like a better idea. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, Isaac. Hello. Isaac. Yeah. What's up, Isaac? What's going on? Uh, how can we? How can we be of? How how can we be with you in this moment right now? Yeah, being. Um, I'm being. Um, I'm I'm being horny actually, ah. which is not good because I can't do anything about it because I injured myself playing piano. Wow, this is an interesting story. Hmm. Uh, so, so what was the nature of the piano injury? So, I'm a jazz studies major um, in college, my senior year, and I've been doing like this stuff. So, like, I couldn't play guitar for a while, um, and so I was just kind of thinking about, well, like, what else can I do to for music? And piano is really good. It's very, like, all the notes are right in front of you. Um, but, like, yeah, you know, you, you use your hands so much, and the body has this cruel way of telling you to stop. And it just, like, kind of breaks down. A little bit of, like, arthritis so, type so of... So you don't know what the injury is. You've not been evaluated yet. No, I mean... Hey, a, Isaac, Isaac, uh, Isaac, yes or no? Yes or no, you saw an orthopedist or, or a, a specialist in hand, and they, they gave you a diagnosis, yes or no? Uh, yes, okay. What's I the diagnosis? Hang on, no buts. <laughs> What's the diagnosis? What's the diagnosis? Diagnose. Okay, hold on, I have this thing here. It's okay, t- good. Tells me. Good. Okay, they wrote, one, PCP, two, physical therapy, 
three specialist question mark. Okay, so that's all. That's all. That's not diagnosis. That's all treatment. That's all treatment. Absolutely. Yeah. So what was the diagnosis? I need to do that. Yeah, we need to see the specialist. And is it in both hands? Um. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Both hands. Um. Why don't you teach him about fleshlights? Thing though. Have you tried? You have one that straps onto the wall. No, I said I could. I could. I just. I was just kind of going with that idea. Okay. What's your What's your apprehension about getting a sex toy that you can strap to a wall? Well, I don't know. I guess that's a good question. Why don't I just? I guess I'd have to order it online. Yeah. My yeah. You know. Look, Isaac. Here's the so, thing: is I know you feel like you're frustrated with your inability to uh, express your horniness, but at the end of the day, if there is a will. There is a way. There is technology today. There is. You live in a time of advanced right. technologies. I feel like you haven't given just enough get a thoughts. Or just a, whatever. I mean, you know. to 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 you haven't done any solution based thinking to this problem. It sounds like, Agreed. and I think that well, you. I mean, do a quick Google search for hands-free masturbation devices. You can just. You don't even have to do look anything. At you look you at you. You can just Mr. stick your dick in it. Yeah. Press Google a remote it. control thing. Never would have thought of that. It'll see? do all the work for you. And hey, listen, when your hand heals, you might be like, oh, I'm so glad that this whole ordeal happened. Yeah, don't, don't use my hand, hands free forever. Because now I found a great place, a uh, great, great way to do it. Hands free forever. Bluetooth pocket pussy. HFF. That's a good solution. But yeah, no, that's a good solution. I was thinking about going celibate. There's all, there's a lot of value to be like gained it. in that. There's celibate a lot of... is not is not uh, you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for when you don't have any sexual activity. Is it celibate. Celibate means you don't you don't have activity with somebody else, doesn't it? Uh, look this up. Oh, oh, you're going you're going no fat. Yeah, nothing. It's, I, I mean, think that's imagine, what he's saying. Imagine all the things. Were you about to say imagine all the things you could accomplish if you didn't masturbate? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you could learn French. No. Mm-hmm. It's fun. You're right. I've been really into uh, German expressionism right now <laughs> because of it. Because I because when I get horny, I and then, and then and then when you go out to the bars and you're you know trying to find a sexual partner, you can bring up your expertise in German expressionism as a way to Imp- seem more improve, interesting. Yeah, you get more uh, improve your selection. No, ab- absolutely. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank okay. You. Good of luck, course. Isaac. Thank you very oh, much, Isaac. Flashlight. Yes. Thank you very much. Or, or Google, like, like, like we said, Google it. Hands free. Hands free forever. Have you ever used uh, one of those flashlight things? No, I actually haven't. But they look cool. People should enjoy. I used uh, when I was what fourteen. I took a. Um, took two sponges mm. and i took a a uh like a plastic glove mm. put it in between the sponges yeah took that little plastic glove sponge sandwich yeah put it into a pringles can oh my god you're a genius took the rim you're of a, it i'm sure that i'm sure many uh, young teens have had evil mm-hmm. genius solutions mm-hmm. like that and then it makes yeah. a, a little pringles yep. can yep good for vagina. you oh my god because when you're 14 you can't you know buy the thing no I, look 14 year olds are Males, they got energy. Mm-hmm. 
Why did God do that to young men? You know what I mean? No, he's definitely a sadist, that God. You know, one of the first things that uh, transgender patients, female to male, tell me is, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't, I didn't know this is what you were contending with. And my response is, yeah, this is what it feels like all the time. But imagine mm. you're 13 contending with that. Mm. Yeah, they're having that. Uh, that must be interesting that uh, being able to have through your life uh, fully been able to experience both sides yeah, of it. Yeah, we, we should be mining that, you know, people that have those experiences more. For, for to their help people understand the differences and what people are experiencing. And yeah. Let's talk to Nicole. Nicole? Hi. Hey, Nicole. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, What's going on with you, Nicole? Dad just walked in. Um, Oh, there's some family drama going on. Does he want to talk? Oh, no. I was just. I just had the TV on loud with you on it, but, um, so I guess the main reason, like, I was thinking tonight was, um, I have a lot of issues with oversharing and conversations, like, um, how do I describe this? So I had a couple diagnoses recently that kind of correlate with each other and makes it hard for me to, like, have, like, proper conversations in general. But I tend to realize that I overshare when I am, even if I don't intentionally want to, because I'm trying to, like, um, describe how I'm feeling and shit and a situation. And I don't know. It is a bad habit, and I just wanted a little advice uh, on it. What, what are the diagnoses? Uh, okay, I have kind of a list. Okay. Uh, I have borderline personality disorder, right. autism, PTSD, okay. uh, agoraphobia. Okay, okay, okay. So, and so okay. anxiety and depression. Right, 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 right. Of course, that's all. All that stuff is, you know, the, the PTSD, the, the trauma is the PTSD. The trauma is the borderline. The anxiety goes with the borderline. But here's the thing about borderline. Um, people with borderline disorder are. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. You guys are geniuses at sort of picking up on things, right? You're like like you have antenna. It, yeah. Like it's phenomenal. I, I've always, I always marvel at what borderlines can uh, can sort of know just just when you walk in a room or they, they know you're walking in the room before you walk in the room. And so I, I understand it's a yeah. burden. I get it's a burden because you react to all that emotionally and it's because of the trauma that your, bo- yeah. your, your body's on all that hyper alert. It's a survival system that you've learned to... But, you know, it's an adaptation. It, it got you to where you are now. So good. You survived. Great. But you have to oh, fi- yeah. you have to figure out ways to sort of dial down the borderline stuff. Uh, it, it can be some of it. Yeah. Is, uh, like I'm saying, some of it's an asset. You're like crazy tuned into the world, man. You, you know who's you know, before somebody pulls in your driveway, who's coming and why. And that's it's weird. How I mean, it's incredible yeah. how you guys can do that. But. You have to be able to regulate your emotions and understand that a lot of your stuff affects other people. And so, and other people's minds have Mm -hmm. emotions too. You you know, at certain times you lose track of that. And so, 
You want to do something? Yeah. yeah, you want to do something called dialectical behavioral therapy (DBT). So, are you involved in DBT now? Oh, I forgot about that. What? Yeah. What? What's that? I, I thought about that. I was. I thought about what? DBT. Oh, you thought about it. Um, thought or just like controlled behavioral therapy. Yeah, in both general. good. Both good. Both I, good. Both good. They will. You trust me. They will. They will help you. And all this, you know, what, oh. you, what you're talking about, of you know, overhearing things and reacting to things, it will settle. It will settle. But you got to do oh. the, you got to do the work. Yeah, you got to do the work. You get you have a diagnosis. The diagnosis has a treatment, and the treatments work. That's the great news. So you, you feel so much better. Trust me. I like this uh, the the angle of like oh, it's 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 you know looking at the positive things. Yeah, yeah. About but it. every everything in life has liabilities and assets. Yes. Everything, everything, everything. I have OCD. Made me a great doctor. I was obsessively checking oh, everything yeah. and yeah, 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 responding yeah. to my pager and stuff yep, like that. Yep. But now when my text messages go off, it's fucked. I hate it. Yep. <laughs> it's the same system, same problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and and people get very pejorative about mental health diagnoses. Oh, you have oh, you have that because it, it makes you do things that are unpleasant or may disrupt be disruptive. But guess what? That all has treatment, and you you just got to do the work though. Okay. I think like that's very helpful in the process of like accepting yeah, that about yeah, yourself, accept, being yeah. like, oh, well, I can't get so upset about all the negative things that are going on with me because of this, because there's also the positive things that I there, am excited about. There's so, so many people out there with borderline disorder that are so grateful that they got their diagnosis mm-hmm. and they got proper treatment because they didn't understand what was going oh, on. Oh, I'm so happy I did mm-hmm. because like when I like, when I was in sophomore year, is when like my back started to go complete shit and my parents completely neglected it didn't take me to the doctor and just assumed that gymnastics would just cure it mm-hmm. and heal it and i ended up like getting surgery after i turned 18 because they wouldn't take me to the doctor and my boyfriend took me oh, boy. and then all of my emotions and shit just kind of left out of me and I cut everybody off. Okay, and I just so hold, didn't slow, slow down. You're, you're, you're going back. You're going back into it. I feel it starting. Okay, and and I get it. I, I heard you. I heard what happened, and but that's the stuff that needs to be damp. Okay. Ca- ca- calm down. We got to calm that stuff down. Okay, and and yeah. I don't. I don't even mean calm down. That sounds. <laughs> that sounds sort of glib. I, I mean, we're going to process that. We're going to oh, re- no, regulate it. it. Deal with it. Manage it. That kind of thing. Okay. It's that like feeling of when like you know that i have that anxiety over things that i'm starting to build off i know it. so so okay so let me give you another little primer so so one of the things that that comes with borderline personality disorder is something called projective identification that unpleasant feelings mm-hmm. you put them out into other people you you inject them into people and you work them there and you regulate them you make other people feel things you know what i'm saying right yeah, I yeah. hate that. I okay, hate okay, that okay. So but much the, that I do you're, that. You're, I do you're, it so unintentionally. I, I know, and you're good at it, and and you're capable of. It. You're starting to do it right now to us. Like I, because I'm very sensitive to borderline stuff. I feel it when it starts, and, and so so you're starting to do that. Oh, and and DBT will get you to the place where you're like, oh, here I'm doing that again. I, there's other things I can do. It just brings it into consciousness and gives you alternatives. Okay. Okay, you're going to be good. Good for you. You're young. You're young. Got lots of time. You're going to get take care of this stuff. Thanks okay? for calling, Nicole. Thank you. These are these are complicated. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, that was Nicole. Nicole, man, it's these cool. Are... It's cool watching you do this because you know when I have uh, the the way I typically 
handle these calls is I, I never advertise myself as like having like answers. I'll typically like just, just want like them talk. to talk. Yeah, I just want them to talk. Like yeah, talk helpful. through. Talk the yourself. But it's cool because well, you're an actual doctor and you know th- it's cool being like oh. You know, watching you be like, oh, you're saying this, you have this, here's the actual reason as to yep. why you're feeling this way. Here's some some actual, uh, you know, th- therapies. Well, here's what we can do we about can it. Do. Yeah, p- people are so fascinating. The human experience is, I'm, I'm so grateful to have had the ability to sit by and, yeah. per- and, and, under- and come to understand and experience and witness so much of the human experience that the average person does not get to see. Yeah, of course. Uh, whether it's opening somebody up and messing around inside with with uh, knives and and bovine, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, clamps, their physical or, or, or opening up in here and helping yeah. people deal with that. It's it's. I'm just so grateful for that experience. I, I just and and because I was such a profound workaholic for many many many. A couple of decades, yeah. uh, I had this very, very rich experience that a lot of, a lot of, it's very rare to find physicians that have had as much in medicine and psychiatry as I have had. And I just want to give that back. I just want to give it, give it, give it as much as I possibly can. So. Do you learn a lot about your own psychology by getting a little um, open up? Kind of. It's it's not what you think. Sure. It, it's more, it's more, I, I do a lot of therapy to make sure I could really be present fully in some yes. very incredible situations yes. without being overtaken by it or dysregulated by it. Um, and and you start to learn really how you fit with other people and what they mm-hmm. evoke in you. And mm-hmm. you can, you know, I, I've had so many bizarre experiences. Every every good therapist will tell you that they, they've been in therapy and had uncanny thoughts and heard things and smelled things that are not theirs but come from the patient. Mm. So, so you feel like a, a little bit of the, the the what the patient's got going on is like it gets projected. Intru- in, it gets intruding into you. Much the way I was talking to her about projective identification. Yeah, yeah. this is a little different. This so, is just something that happens naturally when people are closely attuned to each other. Yeah, but it's wild and uncanny. So, you, so you sort of learn what what I would learn is really what's mine and what's somebody else's. Mm. Was there a, a, any point in time that. where you know, that. I mean, early in your career, where where you didn't have that clear? Oh, hundred percent. I was, I was, and it was, I was not effective because of it, and I was aware of it. I was like, uh oh, something. I'm not, I'm not. I need to change something because this is not help, helpful the way I am. What, what, when I would, I would get into very rescuing modes and that kind of stuff. Yeah, trying to rescue and save and make better, and yeah, you, you don't get to do that a lot of time. You have to be present and <laughs> attuned, and you know, deeply. Uh, uh, respond in ways that are sometimes kind of yeah. very nuanced and difficult to, to navigate, yeah. and you can't do that if you're overtaken by it. Or you're busy rescuing people. They don't. They don't. They don't come for rescues because now you've cra- now you've taken a now you have a permanent victim that needs yeah. constant rescuing. Yeah. So. Okay. So you don't come to this from a place of I need to rescue them. I need to help them. You come. To I, 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 very I have some still... of that left over because I am a codependent. But sure. but I, I come from it that like I may feel that way, but I'm not going to do that. Sure. I'm not going to rescue people. I'm not going to get engaged with that. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like that's a lot? That's a, that's a heavy burden to put on yourself. Like, what? You know, to to always want to help people. No, 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 no. But like, you know, I I don't know. Do you feel like do you feel like it's possible to to help everyone? No, and that's. Part of wanting to help. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like you do what you can. Mm-hmm. Like I told you about the ambulance driver. You, you got a skill set. You got mm-hmm. some experience. You, you do what you can. Mm-hmm. You do what you can. But but I, but I, I, I know, I'm just great. I, I know how to express it, but just grateful, grateful, grateful that, that I can offer something and, yeah. that I've, and, I, and that I commune with people in a certain way where I get to see these things that are important. Mm-hmm. You know? 
That's wonderful. I'm not always dressed like a gecko when I do that, too. It's mm-hmm. uh, You may surprise you. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I am clearly. I like the well. The cool thing about having guests on in a gecko is that, like, uh, you know, I feel like it. You're like a different guy. Knocks you down to size in a sense. It's like, like it's like this is like. Um, ooh, look, my legs are showing. My, uh, um, it's like Mass Singer. You become the you become the character. <laughs> it's exactly. I'm telling you that thing. I did that show too, and that was weird. That was wild. You do become the character a little bit. Do you feel like you're becoming the character? So I'm, I, I, I'm becoming a character. I'm not about the character. I need a little more time in this outfit to become the character. Um, how how are you feeling? You down to take a few more? What's your what's your uh, set of Brahma? I don't want to keep I, you here forever. Oh, it's late. I got to get home. Okay, uh, let me know. We let do me know. one more. One, one more? more. Okay, yeah. great. Let's uh, let's see here. Any any anything stepping out at you? Mm. Here, mm. Let, let, look through the. Hang on a second. Too fast. Sure, uh, sure, sure. If you uh, keep scrolling. Oh jeez, some of these are tough. Uh, oh boy, uh, my goodness. Uh, oh, let's do, let's do the sleep sex. Sleep sex, that's great. a good one. Hello, Sam. Hey. Hey. What's up, cool, Sam? Cool to be the last call. At least if this. Cool to have you on this last call. Thanks, Sam. What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Just been, just been on hold for a while in anticipation. Well, here we are. It's happened. Anticipate no more. You're the one. What's going on? My tail is coming. Uh, just something that I've want, Just something that I've wanted to talk to Doctor Drew about for a while. So it's, I don't know if it's technically a condition, but essentially, um, so. I, I essentially have have sex in my sleep, like uh, uh, with with my partner. I initiate and I'll just say the word continue yeah. with sex without me completely asleep, without any knowledge of what's happening. So, so, so you have but complete. I'm let me the just, one that initiates. So hold on. So you have complete amnesia. You never wake up in the middle of it or anything like that. I usually wake up in the middle of it, just from like jostling or whatever but okay. and i have woken up to just like making out but i have also woken mm. up completely like in the middle of like okay and and how does your partner feel about this um usually they do not realize until i wake up and i'm like wait what oh and have, have you okay. have you discussed this with like, the, have you discussed this with them yes yeah yeah at length and, okay um, so it's not like somebody so, somebody's we're, feeling we're, we're, Somebody's feeling violated or raped or whatever. None of those kinds of feelings. Oh, around. no, no, no. Okay. Oh, no, not in the slightest. We have, okay. we've both discussed it at, discussed it at length and, uh, they, they, they appear to be okay with it, at least from okay. what we have discussed. And okay, I, I personally right. have no problem with it. Okay. So, so let's just talk about these. This is a, this is a sleep disturbance. Um, the way we think about it is essentially anything you do awake, you can do in your sleep, <laughs> literally anything. Uh, and this is sort of in the zone of sleepwalking and sleep eating. Sleep sex is much more common than people realize. It's it's actually not at all uncommon, and it's it doesn't necessarily need treatment. Did you sleepwalk when you were a kid? I, I have sleptwalked my entire life. I, yeah, I've, I've so. woken up in a variety of places. Yeah, so this is all part of that. And and you know you could get a sleep study and see what's happening. That you know they can kind of evaluate it. And and you know you really want to take medication because you're having sex with your partner and they're cool with it. You're cool with it. I, I don't know. Uh, I, and and did you have night terrors growing up? 
Um, never night terrors. Although, I, oddly enough, I have very weird reoccurring dreams. Mm-hmm. Usually, they're different in some respect. Yeah. And this is completely off of the off the topic, but. There were always zombie apocalypse dreams. Yeah, yeah. It's not off topic. And it's there, always it's, it's there not, was something weird about doors. Yeah, and would they? Would you sometimes wake up with a zombie lying on top of you and you couldn't move? Uh, that never happened. Although I have had sleep paralysis for a different okay. so, thing. Right. So sleep paralysis goes with this too, right? And hypnagogic hallucinations are common with sleep paralysis. So you got, you kind of have the full spectrum of sleepwalking. Really, is really what it all is. It's like you're you're you're, 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 you're sleep. Cycling. I, I don't. I'm not an expert in this, but essentially, you you don't wake up and go to sleep and REM normally. You're sort of c- going in and out of these things, sort of in, in some way that's not quite you know consistent with going all the way to sleep and waking all the way up. You, you're in this sort of twilight hypnagogic state when you're doing and you start doing stuff. And that some people are just that way. I, I mean, I I wouldn't worry about it. I I I it can sometimes be associated with sort of seizure phenomenon. Uh, probably the most responsible thing to, for me to tell you is like, well, go get a, see a sleep doctor or a sleep neurologist, particularly because again, I'm not, you know, I, rarely it could be a brain tumor and things like that as well. So it's irresponsible for me yeah. to say just blow it <laughs> off. But 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 the reality is these things, you know, are just you know kind of un, I wouldn't even say unpleasant. They're just normal variants, right? Mm. So, and especially if you have a partner that's into it and you're cool with it. I mean, that, that's more of the stuff I worry about. I worry about you falling. I worry about you driving. I worry about you, you know, those sharp objects or eating when you don't want to eat. And I worry about the partner feeling out of control and violated. So, okay. Do you ever enjoy any of these dreams? Like, like you find them thrilling? Uh, what was that? The, the zombie the, dreams? The, 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 the zombie yeah, dreams. What's it's, that? It, it's, it's, it's enjoyable to like wake up to it, like sex. just like realize, sex, oh, okay, and then just, yeah. just continue. Like, yeah, why not? Mm. Well, oh, I guess you is... continue when you wake yeah. up. You, you don't stop. <laughs> yeah, no, they keep going. They're they're good. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. What what better way to wake up? Is there a better way to wake up? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't, right. I do not believe so. All right, man. That's very very interesting. But uh, good luck to you, Sam. Yeah. Sam, be cool. Thank you. Be cool. Wonderful talking to you, bud. Thanks. All right, now we're done. Now we're done. Now we're done. It's been a privilege, I, particularly with the world out there that you you bring in. And I love the fact that a lot oh, of them thanks, are from man. a lot of them are what we call mommies. They come from mommies. your mom's house, and uh, there's big overlap, evidently, between our worlds. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm happy nice. to hear it, man. Yeah. It's been uh, uh, this is a, like a master class watching you take these calls. You know, it's uh, it's it's been super cool, man. I'm honored that you came on. My pleasure. And, Thank uh, you for doing this. You clearly have an audience that loves you and wants to chat with you. And that's a, a lot of, you know, digital and streaming stuff is, is people want to hang out and mm-hmm. talk and you mm-hmm. give them that chance. So good for you. Thank you, man. I and, appreciate uh, it. And uh, I, the gecko part, I'm, I'm still not totally sold on. But no, okay. After <laughs> all right, it's been two full hours and sixteen minutes. Anything else to say about being a gecko? Final thoughts. Be kind to me out there in the internet. Uh, I try don't don't destroy. Oh, you're me. afraid of getting memed. Uh, memed and accept and, it. Well, and and just be kind. You know, I, I I come to you here in peace, dressed as a gecko. And and that that's my commitment to you all and to you too, but mostly to your audience. I'm I'm willing to do this to sit and They're cool. I don't think I don't think they'll have a are you worried about a spin on it of some kind that is dark? I'm or? worried that uh 
it will emerge someday when I'm trying to do something very serious. Mm-hmm. And people, this is the thing. I, it's I, I, people. When you're physicians, you're not allowed to do anything unusual. Mm-hmm. And and I've always sort of pushed that envelope a little bit. Well, this I'm honored is, that is, you this would. This is uh... evidence. Today is evidence. And you're, and Krista's here. And I can't shout say no. out to Krista for putting this together. And I can't say no to Krista. There is no saying no. You'll learn this. There's no saying no to Krista. So, so that's that's I'm here. It's been an honor, hey, man. Great Dr. to meet you. See you. Thank you, man. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.